everybody, and welcome to another episode of Off the Rack. I am Sal. And I am Tiffany. This is our comic book review show that is live on Monday nights around 5.30 to 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Of course, we are talking about the latest in comic books and comic book news. Uh, just this past weekend, New York Comic Con had happened, and we were there all four days. And were we're we? gonna, yeah, yeah, we were there. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Amazing. Yeah. Oh, I I'm agree. sorry. Okay, okay. Well, you're gonna put it right in my lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> But we wanted to uh, forego the usual comic book reviews to to some extent. Yeah. To talk more about the announcements and uh, updates that came from uh, the publishers that also were not in attendance at New York Comic Con. And uh, give a little bit of like a postmortem of how the convention went. I'm happy to have announcements. Yeah. No, so am I. I mean, I wish they were there. Me too. Comic Con. Uh-huh. But it's more like a, I don't know. I don't know. It's I, weird. It's, I had a great time. It, I had a great time too. I just Artist think that, Alley's amazing. Yeah. Artist Alley's fantastic. And my, maybe it was more freeing for creators because both DC and Marvel were not in attendance as mm. far as uh, the publishers and okay. their leadership was concerned. Though I will say, um, in addition to Marvel and DC not being there, Boom Studios, Dark Horse, um, at all we're also not there idw did have uh, some of a presence at the uh, event they uh co-sponsored uh, artist alley they had a big booth in the front of the uh, entrance to artist mm-hmm. alley uh though you know it was hardly as in- as impressive as the booth has been in the past um, i think even last year skybound also decided not to go though leadership at skybound was in attendance at new york comic-con mm-hmm. Um, we should mention that this show is sponsored by viewers like you. You're watching the show live. You can sponsor today's show by using Super Chats. Ask a question or comment. We'll read it here on the show. That's how this show works, ladies and gentlemen. It's how we uh, get our third host into the show. That's you. That's you. You're, you're, if you're watching the show live, just uh, do those, and uh, you'll be here on the show forever. So Forever. And if you're listening to the show, you. guess what? Like You're never going to be on the show unless you come over to YouTube.com slash returns. But... Do not feel discouraged. You can influence this show if you're if you're listening to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts by just giving us a five star rating. So <laughs> uh, there is so much to talk about uh, coming out of New York Comic Con. But how was your Comic Con, Tiffany? It was excellent. It really was. I had a great time. It it this one felt so fast. Yes. I don't know why. I mean, it's never like dragging, but like usually I'm like, yeah, we spent four days here. By Sunday, I was like, I feel like we should be going back tomorrow. I agree. Um, I agree. I I, om- I kind of missed it today. Yeah. Yeah. And I and I will admit this maybe, is maybe uh, not the traffic that would have been there this morning. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I don't miss any of the traffic that we encounter uh, at New York. Although I will say that fifty percent of the days I encountered no traffic and had to deal with none of the rigmarole of driving to and fro, uh, or rather to I did yeah. I did actually ride fro uh, all four days. Right. But uh, I took a bus. You did. Uh, so that I could get there early. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, which I appreciate. Yeah. Although one of the days I was up to take you to said bus. You were. You were, which uh, yeah. was a shame. And I learned from that mistake. Yeah, don't do that anymore. <laughs> uh, and I know now where to park. So yeah. I don't have to worry about like having to do that. Yeah, yeah, so I can do that from now on, yeah. actually. I can just go to the city and not have to worry. But overall, about. the con was great. Um, people who like were there in attendance uh, seemed to be having an amazing time. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of cosplayers, plenty of folk, um, not only on the floor, because on the floor, the biggest, some of the biggest booths were anime themed. And so like, if you have interest in that, there was something for you there. Um, Marvel did have a presence though. Yep. Uh, they had a stage, they had merch, that kind of stuff. But also like artist alley was just like swamped. Like there were so many people down there, which was like hard to get through sometimes, but 
really great to see. Like, yeah. I loved seeing how popular Artist Alley was. Yeah, I'll, I'll say this about the show in particular and through the lens of Artist Alley. Um, one, Artist Alley needed to be expanded. I know that uh, previous years we've seen it in a bigger area or they've opened up one of the walls and had a bigger area. You need to alleviate some of that congestion. I the congestion like, was a little much. I feel like it was a similar size. Mm -hmm. I just, I think because of the lack of other comic book um, presence up on the floor, any of like mo most of the larger sign or signings had to happen down in Artist Alley, yeah. which definitely added to that congestion mm -hmm. for, for sure. So it was like sometimes like a Midtown Comics or Marvel's Booth or Image or somebody will take some of those larger creators yes. and they'll have the signings up on the floor, right. which pulls that congestion out of Artist Alley. Absolutely. So I think we were feeling some of that too, because I don't really remember being too, too much larger than that. And when you think about what's around it, it, mm -hmm. it would be difficult for them to expand it out words because mm. on one side you have the main stage and the like chris evan level signings yeah and the other side are all the other signings that yes. are happening so yeah. there's really no other space for that yeah um i, I think it was just they, they needed to maybe plan out yeah some of these signings the a thing little better. is it needs to be where it is because the main floor is on the third level and on the second or on the first level is artist alley directly beneath the main floor and if you were to move them let's say to where the cosplay area is, which they've had in previous, at least once in the, in the previous years mm -hmm. uh, or in the brand new pavilion annex. That would be uh, such a mistake. It would be a mistake because yeah. you would, uh, you, you would have kind of a problem where no one would make it to Artist now, Alley. That said, if they could figure out, I don't think it really be very feasible, mm -hmm. but to move those larger signings, like the Chris Evans um, mm -hmm. and who else? Who's like the other? Oh, like a Ewan McGregor. Kind Ewan of McGregor stuff. was there. Yeah. Like if you were to move those over to say the pavilion, like the yeah, other yeah, that pavilion, wouldn't hurt. People would one hundred percent go over there yeah. because it's a, it's a ticket you paid for. Yes, so you're going to go. You're going to uh -huh. know where that is, and then you could expand outward. That's actually a fantastic suggestion. Is just move those magnet uh, talent signings to bigger, further sites, like further away sites to alleviate congestion, because congestion is always a problem. Um, I will also point out that. Uh, it was a little uh, sparse in terms of, um, you know, news presence. I didn't see a lot of comic book reporters out there. Uh, I saw a lot of, you know, normally in previous years, you'll see CBR, you'll see comicbook.com, mm -hmm. IGN. Um, very few uh, people were covering the show. Uh, or at the very least, if they were, it was very much like kind of a freelance, you're on your own, let me know what yeah, you it find was, out it kind was of a way. little more run and gun style. Very much um, so. This year. Um, and I don't know if it's just also because of the nature of Artist Alley being probably the primary place you would be able to get a hold of, of talent. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah. I, I've still felt like I enjoyed the show. Absolutely. Regardless no, of. There was so much to enjoy. Yeah. Some, some, you know, like just like random little things where I'm like, Oh, I, all right. I, maybe do, maybe don't do that. And you can't help like Saturday, one of the biggest days, you can't help the fact that it rained. Right. So like, when you're at New York Comic Con on a Saturday, literally it is going to be the busiest day of the con. Mm -hmm. Everyone is going on Saturday. Saturday tickets are typically sold out. Yep. Um, and there'll always be cosplayers on the floor, and I, that's awesome. But like a lot of times, the cosplayers will also move into this outside area. Mm -hmm. But with the rain, they couldn't do that. 
Yeah. Right. And I completely understand that. I don't think anyone has expectations for them to have put all of the hours into their costumes and then go stand in the rain. No, no, no not no. at all. Um, so that definitely made moving around on Saturday a little bit harder just mm-hmm. because it was like, well, they have to be inside. Everyone had to be inside. Like yeah. a lot of times people will go outside to take a break. Absolutely. Or there'll be, um, you know, like little like mini events outside. Right. There just wasn't as much of that this year. And again, that Saturday rain did not help. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and unfortunately, also, you know, we we did a little bit of a postmortem on San Diego as well um, with New York. We we've we talked about highlighted the differences. One of the biggest ones being that once you leave the show at San Diego, you can go into the town and it's very much like embrace the culture and yeah. you can really explore um, New York. Exact opposite. Yeah. Like once you leave the get once you once you exit the Javits, mm-hmm. like when you leave the property line, when you're on the sidewalk in front of the Javits. The con is over. The con is gone. There, there is absolutely no presence. There is one. Well, there's the there's and their the off-site second, location. It's the second year that they've done it. Yeah. Where Audible had like an experience. We didn't go to this one this year. It was like the Slayers. Like if you're a Buffy fan, you know that was the one to that go the to. The cast got together and they're doing an audio book and they're doing. They did like a, an audio book experience, much yes. like they had done the previous year for Sandman, and that was I, I, the Sandman was incredible. It was incredible. Um, and so like you know, hopefully if you were a fan, you got to go to that because I feel like Audible does a nice job with these like art installation experiences that go with their audiobooks i agree yeah but otherwise it's like you're you're on your own it was interesting to see um you know a lot of creators a lot of people on the floor just being like what do i just being very much like throw me a lifeline like where i i need to meet someone or i need to find a location to have a meeting where the hell do i go yeah and so that's why we need to next year make like a comprehensive list of like restaurants and stuff like that Okay. And just go like, we've eaten here. This is a good spot. And then don't tell them about the other ones so that everybody goes to those restaurants. And then we can go. Well, it's still good to know. Because I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, they definitely stepped up their game in terms of um, food trucks. Like, there was more food food truck. Yeah, but I'm not spending $20, $22 on a rice bowl. But if you're there for one day, right. like you have the luxury of you're going for all four days. You have that luxury. I can, I can leave for like an hour. Yeah, you don't feel like you're missing out. But if you have a ticket for one day, I completely understand you have to. someone wanting to be like, you know, I don't want to go that far. Exactly. Like, I'm not here to go into New York and, and, and explore. Or, like, maybe I'll do that for dinner. Maybe I'll do that later. But like right yes. now, I paid for my ticket. I want to stay here. So I completely understand people doing that. And so I appreciate them having more options for people yeah. because that indoor food area that mm-hmm. food court area that gets overwhelmed really quickly yes they can't handle the, um it's just the like there's so many people and like they do the best that they can they yep. really do um uh ethan found that they had they want uh he and his uh friend a friend of ours as well yes um who had just a saturday ticket they wanted to eat and they were not going to go out into the city like exactly like i said right no, and they, they planned that they knew that yeah like, knew and that so they super- went down there and they found that one of the places there had like did these burritos and you could order it on like line mm. and then they like they had it ready in like no time That's because dope. there was no like you know additional like hey i'm gonna order this oh wait oh wait they're like you taking that element out so everybody working at that stand was just making the food yeah. and getting it out he's like we had it in no time he's like the, the line looked like it was crazy like so many people were waiting for it and our food was ready in like maybe 10 that's minutes. amazing that's so, awesome like, Look for that kind of stuff. If you're going for one day, absolutely go check out the stuff that's on site. Yeah. You can find things that are, are a decent value. Think about that value too. Take a lap around. Mm-hmm. You know, think about things that you can share with other people. Yeah. Bring snacks. Bring snacks. Bring, Keep yourself bring hydrated. A, and Bring something to drink that is in some sort of vessel, whether that be a soda that you drink and then keep the bottle because there are water filling stations all over the con. Just look for them. It's free to fill your water bottle up. That's it's right. It's totally worth it. Yeah. Um, 
But it's one of those things like we met a lot of people this year who are like, this is their first con. Every year, I'm always surprised that we run into people who were like, well, this is my first show ever or and my it, first con, or my first New York right. Comic Con. But, like, uh, but it's nice because it means that it's like it's still working. And- yeah, no, it's really wonderful. And it's one of those things where it's like, I feel like everybody like if you're a fan and you have any interest at all, go one time. Definitely. It's no commitment to yeah. go one time. Yeah. Yeah. You know, pick a day. You know, Sunday is shorter. It's a definite shorter day. You can feel by the end of it, vendors will pack up a little earlier sometimes yeah. um, just because they're they're done. Yeah. Uh, some of them, you know, if they start running out of inventory, you know, Sunday's a little harder, but it is the end of the show. So sometimes there's deals. Like we saw, uh, I saw a bookseller. Yes. Um, and like at the end of the show, every book that they have been selling all weekend, all of a sudden those books are $5. And I'm not talking like comic books. I'm talking about actual books, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. novels. Um, so like these like $20 novels are now five bucks. Right. Cause they don't want to like, carry them show, home. I don't want to bring this home. That is the five lesson. Bucks. Yeah, no, that is, that is like the main, if you are, if you're like, I don't care about getting things signed and I don't care about uh, going to the main floor and mm-hmm. dealing with that. If you're just like, I just want to get comics, like then the, the ticket to buy is Sunday. Yeah. And then to get like a big bag or drive and have multiple bags and then just go and just just have at it. And of course, you know, negotiate. Uh, I don't want to necessarily say haggle, but I will say negotiate. Yeah. You know, yeah. I like, mean, you do run the risk of stuff being out of stock for yeah, sure. Absolutely. But like, again, like Sunday tickets are typically more uh, accessible too. like people like they tend to people not run out of those. Way. Um, and like I said, it's a shorter time. Yeah. So like, if you're like, oh man, I don't think I could go for like the whole time, like a, like ten to seven. Yeah, this is ten to five. Ten to you five. Know, it's a lot. It's a lot more easy to wrap your head around. You can still get home, hopefully, depending on where you are, in time for work the next day mm-hmm. or school or whatever. Yeah. Um, additionally, if you are traveling and you're going through the port authority, if you're mm-hmm. taking the bus or what have you, or you're driving in and you park at the port authority, um, and you're looking for like, a cheap dinner on the way out, there's a pizza place. Yes, right two there. brothers. Two brothers pizza. Just two brothers. If you get two um, plain, it's just plain two mm-hmm. plain slices and a can of soda, it's four dollars. You cannot beat that price on the eastern seaboard no like um, you just can't and they're and, and they're good. they're very like it's good it's, it's good it's, you know it's, is it the best pizza i've ever had no, no but it's the best new york pizza that like i can have for four bucks for four dollars for four bucks and it's not like eating sabaro like it is no. it is genuinely well, also i don't think you could get it for four dollars hell no no way uh bryce harriet in our super chat says you guys are very informative loving fall of x hate to say it, but yes. i think dying and becoming an x-man gave kamala the shot in the arm that she needed interesting opinion now I think I think there's some uh, some some relevance to that because I noticed that you know Kamala had a big splash. She is a very like popular character. She's certainly one of the more popular new characters mm-hmm. over, uh, mm-hmm. especially in Marvel. But um, that character, you know, it's tough in in today's world for a modern character to be integrated into like the pantheon and then stay there. You know, mm-hmm. uh, they're the 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 eighties are loaded with characters <laughs> who couldn't you know cut Just the mustard so to speak make it. and i think yeah i think it certainly it got like the problem with the like killing off of kamala and putting in a spider-man comic book is that like technically they were right because it did get people talking about it like kill off that character in the most popular book we have to get the most amount of eyes on it to remind people this character even exists and that we're doing a new status quo change. Mm-hmm. It was, it is strategic in nature. Sure. For me, I think it, it boils down to, um, come, I come such a beloved character to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and 
there's been such upheaval and turmoil in terms of the Inhumans and what they represented for a period of time in Marvel's history. And I'm not even talking about... She's within- the only bright part of, like, for many people, the Inhumans' right. um, pre- prevalence at right, Marvel right. recently. And, I, and I, I don't even just mean within the actual, like, narrative history. I mean within, like, the publication house history yeah, no, where it was true. like they were, like, pushing that instead of, of X-Men for other reasons. Mm-hmm. And it just it left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. And I, and I think that, you know... You know, in humans, you know, who knows what's going to happen in 10 years? Maybe right. the humans, like, someone will come in and be like, I've got to kill our humans. I mean, the reality fish. is, like, yeah, like that, the, the inhumans were liked at all pre boost mm-hmm. from, stu- from, from Perlmutter because of Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee's book. Right, right. Like, that was a big book. It was, it's, it's the one everyone points at, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, and, and, Honestly, I love Donny Cates' Death of Inhumans. So, I mean, and not just for the obvious uh, allure of the title. <laughs> but uh, but I think that, yeah, all you need is, like, a very strong pitch. Any character except for NFL Super Pro can, can survive if you have a really strong sure. pitch. No, I agree, but I feel like... Um... Tying her like the the X Men moving mutants, her to the X Men the mutants in general have had a much longer run you know it assures and- her legacy yeah. like it keeps her preserved like yeah. she will always be a mutant slash secret inhuman or whatever yeah 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 I I, I appreciate it yeah Irons Comics says uh, although Ultimate Invasion was a letdown these new Ultimate book announcements at NYCC have me more excited and hopeful for this new universe yes, interestingly cool. enough you know I, uh, I I don't know if I could care less about the announcements but i will say that uh having read gods yeah that had yeah. the exact opposite effect like i was very like just just checked out of hickman's vision for the ultimate universe but gods i was like that is exciting and it not it's not because i prefer 616 over ultimate though i do mm-hmm. uh because in the 616 universe, I love many characters. In the Ultimate universe, I love Spider-Man and everyone in the supporting cast of Spider-Man. Mm. But uh, and that and that's straight up it. Maybe Kitty, you know. But uh, Gods was just so strong. Very, it had very much like that Hox Pox and even like Avengers, mm-hmm. you know, Fantastic Four feel. But for Doctor Strange, kind of being your kind of like. I'll probably be the character you recognize in this book. Yeah. Uh, you know, guide. But I, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll talk more about it more intimately in a minute. But uh, Steampunk says, I am super excited for the new Ultimate books, especially Ultimate X-Men by Peach Momoko. Armor is one of my favorite X-Men. Yeah, she was there this year as well. I don't know if you noticed, but they had like signage up for specific things. She had her translator there and there was someone else there too mm-hmm. to help out. Um, and, I, and I appreciate that because, again, I don't feel like she ever should have had to have been to have written that letter. No. Last year at all. That was not her fault. Nope. In my opinion. I um, agree. But I'm, I'm really glad to see her return to New York Comic Con. I'm glad that she wasn't soured on the experience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, she's a delightful person. She is. You, you met know? her on, a, on at least two, if not three occasions. Yeah. I didn't bother her this year. <laughs> um, I did watch her for a little bit sketching for, mm-hmm. for someone else. Um, she's just a she's a. a uh, like a beautifully nice person yes. who has incredible talent and I'm looking forward. Yeah. We'll talk more about it. Uh, Andre Didier says, uh, or Didier says, I'm stupidly excited for Spider-Man two this week. Oh yeah. It's Spider-Man the, two is dropping this week. The 20th. Yeah. Uh, four more days. I'm so hyped. I, 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 I'm yeah, I'm, I'm excited. Yeah. I just saw a, like, and I never recovered my old game. So, you know, it's, it's a good time for me. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it won't matter. It might. Uh, Arduit says, uh, comic pop woo, woo to you too. Excited for the spooky book this month on back issues and other deceased, perhaps? Keep rocking. Oh, yeah, deceased. That would have been a good idea. Um, we have a number of books. There's, ne- there's no shortage of spooky books 
that we could cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we were up to the minute. Like literally, I, I ordered a book today that we could have done. Um, it won't be here by the time we want to do it, but uh, maybe down the line, or maybe we'll just work it into the show. Like we'll just know. work it into the into the lineup. I've got know. a list of, of yeah. Of for books. some reason, New York Comic Con falling where it did, and not on Columbus Day weekend. I keep thinking I have two weeks. I, yeah, I think I have more time than I do, and we have but to you film have it. one. Yeah, we have to film it this week. Yeah, but you do. I mean, let's listen. Even if you didn't, we have one. Like we, you did a spooky book. Yeah, but that is. It that wasn't is the themed. spooky book. It was just a spooky book. It's a spooky book, but and look, it's barely spooky. Yeah, but it's fun. And the, the point is, it's not necessarily. We're not trying to like tickle your spines. We're just trying to entertain. We're not. Uh, Hulkzilla, thank you very much for your support. Thank you. Uh, Lenny Laserdisc, hey, sorry, I've been missing the live shows lately, but catching replays, no thank problem, you. man. Thank you. Uh, so excited for Spider Man Two this Friday. Hopefully, Tiffany plays it. Uh, yeah. I think we can guarantee that Tiffany will be playing it on Twitch.tv slash Comic Pop. That's happening. Uh, or we switch it over and you play Baldur's Gate on Twitch and you play Spider-Man 2 on YouTube. What? No what one's going to watch that. They will. <laughs> Currently rewatching Spectacular Spider-Man to get me in the spirit. Love Spider-Versity. Thank you very much. Spider-Versity is a show that is only on Only Stupid Answers Patreon show. It's a multi-episode. Dozens of episodes uh, have been shot that you may not have seen if you haven't already subscribed to uh, Only Stupid Answers Patreon where myself and DJ Woolridge talk about every single piece of Spider-Man media that has been released, um, it, with the notable exception of, um, I believe, Spider-Man from 1981, um, because we did cover a little bit. I think we, I, I don't know if we did Spider-Man is Amazing Friends. We definitely did the animated da, series. Da, da. Da, 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 uh yeah man thank you uh boris fraser did tiffany hear the recent news of possible live action gargoyles on disney plus but without greg weissman i didn't and that excites me less yes i didn't hear that either um the reality is if greg and keith aren't in it then it's not gargoyles there's, there's no reason there's no point especially because you know what it is i can i can already imagine what it is there's this little kid she's elise's granddaughter and she finds a new gargoyle uh, young Goku of 9000, Hendo Krikoa era or something. I'm dreading all the big dogs leaving. I get it has to end at some point. Yep. I don't want the mansion back or them to blow up Araco for a cheap shock moment. Listen, I, I am, I'm right there with you. Um, I'm also dreading it, but I'm also loving everything that's coming out. Uh, like I did read X-Men Red this week mm-hmm. and um it was it's just a, it was a killer issue. Yeah, just a killer, killer issue. It's just been it's been killer. Like the X Men, you know, we've talked about this. Uh, we, you had a chance to chat with Jerry Duggan, uh, kind of like co architect of the re, of the of the, like, the I second didn't really, iteration. No, you talked to I didn't really say it much. Yeah, that's anything. true. But there was a discussion about uh, Krakoa and and about his influence and about how like it's been very exciting and yeah, how uh, you know, and we didn't tell him this particularly, but like the the fact that this is a golden opportunity this has been and already is a golden opportunity for new x-men fans yeah and new x-men fans to become lifelong x-men fans like i know i know for a fact that the cartoon show that is basically just a pastiche of the jim lee claremont run or rather the like visual inspiration from that run. And then every other run, like subsequently, you know, hodgepodge into it is the reason why people from the ages of 35 and up love Mm -hmm, mm X-Men. But I also know that like, as long as there is an engaging period of X-Men, you will generate lifelong X-Men fans. And those people, those people had history. They did not get to participate in that. Mm -hmm. They just retroactively go back and fill in the gaps for, Mm -hmm. No, as is sure. the case with big two uh you know 
in continuity comic books. Right. And, and, and Krakoa is no exception. It's, it's, it's almost anthropologically fun to watch. Cause we, we have a few uh, vocal people in our chat who are very against the Krakoa era have been since the get go, since Listen. the jump. But That's the thing fine. is, you know, Kurt Busick yeah. wrote a letter when he was just a fanboy and was like, the X-Men do not belong in space. Space gods like the Phoenix do not belong in the X-Men. I am not here for this. This is a violation of the franchise. It is an, it is antithetical to the meaning of the X-Men. Like people who are who who would become, you know, movers and shakers, builders of worlds were also on like technically the wrong side of history. Uh, not to say that the, he he was in any way fundamentally wrong, nor to say that anybody who says that they feel like the Krakoa era is a violation right. is inherently wrong. But um, just remember that history keeps moving with with or without you, and Krakoa is just yet but well, another but another drop in the bucket of, of of the status quo of the X Men. It helps too if like even if you're like you know what I'm not a fan of Krakoa. If just like, just live long enough and it won't be there anymore. Well, I was going to say that, like if, as long as maybe you can recognize that. It, that some of these books that are being written are being written well, even if you don't agree with them, yeah. that like there are a lot of the writers out there that they're just writing really great stuff yes. just in general. And right. just, know a, that they are doing their best work. Yeah. They're well, doing, they're doing great work. Yes. And it's not just, you know, half-assed. No, no one know? is known as well. The, I, I'd say out of all of the titles that have been dropped from X-Men two phone-ins. Yeah, maybe, 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 maybe. Cause and, 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 and you know what? I'll even say this. Cause I think that the one I was thinking of, was not it was not a phone in and that was uh the the most recent one the kind of like tarantino-esque oh no, that was not a phone it was in. not a phone in but i know people were like no they saw no, it and they were like no, no no there was something very deliberate and the, the the creative team on that was very much like no we're doing excited a thing. to do it yeah you know yeah, yeah no there's one I think we all know what it was, but uh, anyway, thank you for your support. Can, can I really quickly? Can I, I think you need to. X-Men I think we Red, need to X-Men talk Red, about X Men. Really Speaking quickly, of X Men, um, gotta have our X Men hour. We are going to talk about the stuff that happened at the con, but of course, it was brought up. X Men Red number sixteen came out, uh, uh, written by Al Ewing with art by uh, Yildare Sinar. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, the the cover of this promises the you know children. I mean, the we, return. Yeah, they, we, they were there. Awesome, whatever. And, you know, yeah, that, that's exactly what it is. They're here. They're laying waste. They've taken um, Port Prometheus. Uh, so, you know, Storm and, and folk are not doing well. Yeah. Um, Storm has like a face off against them. And while that's going on, um, one of the uh, one, one of her crew goes back to retrieve something because um, Roberto asked them to do so. Mm-hmm. And what they went back to get was the Uranus trigger. Mm. Excellent um, uh, little uh, little, I, little dangling. I, I really there. appreciate that because I have a feeling that they may be at this point that the, some of the the writers are concerned that this may never come up again. Right, we got to so use let's, it. Let's. I don't, even know, I don't even know if they're going to use it because it is not necessarily used in this issue. No, I appreciate that they're like regardless of what happens because I'm I'm not going to hypothesize. We're just going to see what happens in the mm-hmm. next issue. Um, but regardless, this issue, make sure to go. Don't forget this exists. Yeah, yeah, this exists and this is a thing. Yeah. Right. Um, the Uranus trigger essentially is this like glowy matrixy kind of like cube looking thing and Uranus can kind of talk through it to the other person on the other end <laughs> of it, and it's just like come on just hey what do you out. want yeah just let me out come on I'll, I'll end all your problems I know what's going on right there. and I'll kill cool. you too don't worry about it like I, I, I am death mm-hmm. let, let me loose 
and it's very attractive right it's a very like they are in like their 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 like lowest point right right now and so like it's like very attractive to, to let him free right yeah uh storm gets to look like a badass she like takes down two of apocalypse's children yeah uh, famine she electrocutes uh war she utilizes um her uh, power of the over the elements obviously because they have this great like not only are they actually fighting but they're also fighting with their words um (laughs) where war is just like you know like i'm bored of two omega level mutants like you don't know what it is to be an omega level mutant and (laughs) she's like actually i do right i i I know it quite a bit Mm -hmm. and i know what it means to not just be one thing it's to be able to like iterate yeah and she's like you're just fire Right. And so, like, she takes away the air around her. <laughs> and so she's just like a skeleton. And then Death shows up. He's like, Storm. What are you doing? Right. Which I love because if you have been reading since, like, you know their history. Yeah. If you've been reading since Ten of Swords, you know that the two of them had a dance. And there, there was definitely like a strange attraction between these two characters. And I'm like, that's freaking awesome. Like, yeah. so fun, right? Yeah. To, to, to see that, like, this, like, this relationship that can never happen. Mm-hmm. And Death's like, I can tell that you didn't kill them. Yeah. He's like, there's still mercy in you. Um, and so he mentions, like, this is going to be our last dance. He's facing off. And, and meanwhile, Pestilence is, like, getting uh, her arrow ready, which is cre- – we've seen it in the past utilized um, where it creates this plague that, like, passes by touch. Mm-hmm. And we saw it in Ten of Swords. Um, it's exceptionally scary and powerful. Yeah. And um, she's like, oh, great. You have her distracted. Perfect. Whatever. And she shoots, lets her arrow fly at Storm. And that's about the time that Nova comes whizzing through. It takes the arrow to the chest. Yeah, that was a, a real, uh, real shot to the shot to the heart for me. Yeah. I was like, no. Yeah. Arrow, uh, he takes it. And like, you know, he's we like, could resurrection protocol him if if we had the five, which, of course, you pointed out in the last episode. They are now uh, the five, fully joined. The five are together. We just don't know where they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love the fact that, like, as he's like going down here, he just keeps saying that it's up to me. It's up to me. Storm goes to reach for him, mm-hmm. and Death stops her. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Don't touch him." Right. He's like, "It'll spread to you." And yeah. I was like, "I appreciate that." Like, Death's got a real thing for Storm. Definitely. Like a real thing for Storm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he's a real problem with his sister because he's just like he believes he's like if. If we don't live by our code, then this was all for nothing. Uh-huh. And he's like, and I gave her a challenge and you broke that. So, like, what are you doing? Yeah, what is this? Like, you're just doing whatever you want. Like, mm-hmm. that's not why we're here. Yeah. Like, if we're killing all these people, at least it has to be for what we're like. Yeah, it has to, to be, be for a reason. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, and his sister's like, who cares? Right. I like, don't whatever. care. Like, so he takes his helmet off and he kills her. Oh. Like, he kills his sister. Oh, wow. I was like, okay. Yeah. So now there's only three of them mm-hmm. okay we're whittling them down before yeah apocalypse shows up yeah exactly um storm is given the the trigger the uranus trigger and and, and uh, uranus is like come on storm mm-hmm. like i will i will take care of this for you you bring me up there i have one hour i will, I will unleash everything i have on them and it'll only hurt the people who are not in your faction right <laughs> i will take them down yeah. don't you worry and Storm's like, I love this. We had the info dump page where it's like, it's the history. It's the chapter. It gives us like what is going on in Storm's mind where she recognizes that she's like, okay, if I do that, he'll either kill her. Right. Genesis, and that'd be great. Or he won't. He'll, he'll destroy everything. Or he'll weaken her. And then I can go in and take her down. Oh, like, oh no. He, so she's convincing herself. It's yeah. A good she's idea. Like, even if like he doesn't get her. Yeah. And then she goes and then she thinks to herself or. I could just cut loose and not have mercy anymore. Right. I wouldn't need him at all. And I could do it. Yeah. 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 And, and that at the end of it, that, that's the idea is that like your is like, no, that's your choice. Right. Your choice isn't whether or not you're going to do it. It's who's going to do it. Yeah. 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 I was like that. That's cool. I love 
Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I know a lot of people feel like weird about like Uranus, like, you know, like it oh, always more badass than Thanos. Is he, dark, like, no, or is he just dark different. side? Like, yeah, no, he's, he's different than Thanos entirely. Mm-hmm. Like Uranus is like, no, nah, man, let's just do this. Yeah. Come on. I, 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 I want to, I want to kill. <laughs> oh yeah. Does he want to see blood and guts and veins in his teeth? Yeah. All that stuff. Um, and that's when like we cut and to, uh, the autumn lands, which has been destroyed mm-hmm. on Arako and like a gate forms and like a boot walks out. And I was Ugh. like, Oh my God, did, did she call him? Like right. what's going is it on? Uranus? No, no, I knew it. I was like, it's apocalypse. And he's yeah. like, this is where we're going to rebuild for like the storm is to come. Yeah. He's here. But he calls it the storm with a capital S. Mm. And Uh-oh. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, are we setting up that, apocalypse is going to be the voice of reason are we setting up that storm is going to like go completely nuts and right well, well should we eat, like, and just become like someone else basically yeah or like you know have her own kind of iteration of the phoenix where yeah. it's just not necessarily that not like a cosmic power is going to go into her but like that like just i am all powerful mercy is gone mm-hmm. from from me um, or are we actually going to get Uranus versus Apocalypse? Which would be fine with me. That'd be kind of an awesome thing to see. Right. So, Probably be the death of Arako as a result. So that is like, you know, again, are we putting the toys back in the box? I, I don't Certainly. know. Certainly. Uh, that I would don't be that. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, we should also point out that at New York Comic Con, yeah. they did release a big piece of promotional art that uh, promises the fall of the House of X and the rise of the powers of 10. Um, this, of course has the implication of an integration of what has been and what will be or what has also been before that mm-hmm. uh and so uh without any further ado this is the gorgeous i predict that this for me is a like blend of the poster i have behind me of the jim lee the best is yet to come oh yeah 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 arguably like best or peak period of x-men yeah and krakoa it's yeah. the mansion. It's the it's the it's the Krakoa tech. Yeah, you know though, like and why everyone. everyone's in like really strange costumes. Like yeah, you know, Cyclops is rocking something more current. Gene is rocking something more current. Rogue is in like you know that nineties mm-hmm. like well, the eighties really. 80s, I guess yeah. Right, but Storm, like Cannonball's right dressed back. like a like he's dressed like he used to be. That's what I'm saying. Like they're from all over the place. Yeah. So that makes it feel very much not Krakoa. No, it does. Me. If this is, this is Marvel. This is for me, this is Marvel comics, X-Men. Yeah. 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 Not but, to say that like the Krakoa age wasn't Marvel, yeah, but this yeah. is like Tom Brevoort's X-Men. Right. 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 I mean, we see young cable, old cable, like there's, there's callbacks, there's throwbacks. Although you should be excited that at least Abigail brand is front and center. Though I do see Storm kind of way in the back. She's way I, in the back, and I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't know if that's like if, if that's thematic or if that's just because they needed to put her back there. Here's the thing: like, like it'll really depend on what happens with Storm. I think at the end of, of, of this, but I mean, she has been carrying the lion's share for a lot of things. Yeah. Um, and and I don't know if the rest of Krakoa has appropriately recognized that. No. Um, can you scroll up a little bit for me so I can take a look as well? Like I don't see characters like Sink or no. Talon. Mm. You know, they they've played some pretty large roles. Oh, Talon's down here. No. Oh no, that's uh, that's Laura. That's Laura. Yeah. No, that's not Talon. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll it be is. very interesting to see how this all shakes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, for sure. But oh, is that Sink up there? Oh yeah. There he is. Never mind. Yay. We didn't scroll far <laughs> enough. We didn't scroll. It's a big enough. picture. It is a large, it is a large picture. But anyway, um, so but yeah. Listen, and oh, and of course, there's Magneto. So it's like we we know, well, but we know there's a whole thing called the resurrection of Magneto. I know, I know, I know. Um, 
but yeah. regardless of where it goes, mm-hmm. I I've enjoyed this journey. Same, like through and through. I Even through you, have... it's it's been an, it's been a, it's been a joy. Oh, thank you. Um, so yeah, uh, really quick. Lorarto Medina. The announcements were really good, mostly, uh, but I got a tad annoyed at the Fall Rise poster showing the old X Mansion. Right. I, I'm I'm a sucker for that. I'm down. I'm not. Uh, Psycho mm-hmm. Jet Black. I love your content and friendship. I just uh-huh. hope you don't end up like other YouTubers that just complain about everything, even good comics and movies. It's entirely in the eye of the beholder. People say we've already been there for ten years, so right. you know what do you go on? Uh, Rami <laughs> Darwish. Uh, happy Monday, was, guys. Was there on Friday and it was awesome. Even attended the John <gasps> Carpenter panel. That's awesome. Uh, what's your take on Ghost Machine? Good luck to them. It sounds very similar. It's actually. I will give you an example by telling you what Ethan said to me when he was walking past it. He's like, didn't they do this? Like, isn't this just Wildstorm? Isn't this just Extreme Studios? Like, you are a subsidiary of, like, you're, you're, a, you're a studio that's making your own books in your own universe at Image, right? But they do like, that now. With I, the top talent I, from, the, from, from the big two. Like, that's just what Image was, like, right, 35 years ago. They still do it now. I mean, there's Top Cow and Skybound. Yeah. I think there's another one. Yeah, that still put out books with image. Mm-hmm. But I just think it's uh, it was just funny that even those who don't necessarily know everything about comics were uh, saw right through it and were like, "Isn't this just isn't this just what you did?" Like, mm. so so you had this great idea thirty five years ago, and you're like, "I'll just do that." We'll we'll see. I mean, you know, there's some real top talent on there. Uh, some of the some of that talent may take longer to put out books than they hope that it, they will, based on trends. Mm. Um. You know, I, I don't wish ill on anyone who's trying to do something innovative and creative, and I hope it works out for them. I hope they get everything they want. Uh, the last thing I want, however, is like just a phony comic book imprint or publisher that's simply making storyboards for movies. Mm. Um, Cat Lawyer, Le Pen for Treats, uh, Batman City of Madness was great. I need this book. Um, I haven't read it yet, but I will uh, talk about it when we... I read the first few do. pages. Yeah, how's it look? It looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nikki T. Speaking of comic news, Sal still writing for CBR. Not really. Um, uh, that was a uh, that was a really exciting time. CBR kind of shifted a little bit, and also just my time. I just didn't have a lot of time to like dedicate yeah. to those uh, things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, I make videos for the most part. I make these. Um, I do like writing. Writing is a big passion of mine. I do love to to do it. But I and and I was given very few, if any, restrictions. Um, but given recent uh, situations regarding uh, certain like headstrong or vocal, you know, columnists at at CBR who also had very little restrictions, I, I was like, eh, it's probably for the best that I just kind of like take a step back and just mm-hmm. see where we go from here. I, I I don't think that I'm not working for CBR anymore. I, you know what I mean? Like I think if I were to reach out to the top brass at CBR, they'd be like, yeah, no, you still work here. Um, but it's just I haven't had a chance to write anything, and, and, and that's the main reason. It's just uh, it's just that I haven't had time. Oh yeah, I mean, you shoot shows shows with us, you shoot shows with Benny. You shoot I, I shoot shows. Show, I have I have a show with DJ. I have a show with Josh. I have a show with us. I have a show with Benny. I have a show like with Joel. Like I, I have like a million show shows, and uh, I need to dial back. Mm-hmm. Um, Arduit says, uh, "Why did Marvel DC not go to NYCC? I was under the impression New York Comic Con was the bit was the event besides San Diego. It is. They found out they didn't have to. Like the, the COVID taught them that it didn't matter, and they didn't have to. It costs a lot of money." Yeah. I mean, like Skybound was Skybound has a double sized booth. DC has you mean a image. No, I mean Skybound. Oh, okay. Skybound image also wasn't there. No, image wasn't there either. But like Skybound, Skybound has a image had a massive booth. Skybound had a dedicated built in podcasting 
wing of their booth at San Diego Comic-Con mm. and they didn't bring it to, to, to New York. Like it, it is a combination of we don't have to and I can't afford it. Yeah, and I mean, it really is just those two things like, you know, Venn diagramming into each other. Yeah, I mean, San Diego comes ahead of time, too. So if you're budgeting for your year, and you have you to put, pick and choose. Yeah, you might have to pick and choose. San Diego and and, re, and New York are also run by two different con companies. That's true. And also, I don't know. I don't remember where Image is located as well. So sometimes it's like They're in California. Yeah. So it's less for them to travel mm -hmm. to, to that one than it is to travel to New York. Right. Marvel does have a, a presence to some degree. Yeah, Marvel does have, like, they have a stage. At, there's a stage. They do like, you know, a little announcement there they do like a cosplay contest for kids mm -hmm. they um they sell merch and stuff like that so technically marvel is present yeah. to some degree and i'm sure that someone from the comic book company also has visited that booth this year uh lenny laserdiscs also uh couldn't make it to new york comic-con i'm from jersey i would have loved to have said hello to you both in person definitely next year no for sure like, so. yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. again even if you can make it for one day it's it's worth it to go yeah not um, for us but certainly just to go. Yeah, not not to see us. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> uh, Pectus, uh, main reason I went to New York Comic Con was anime and board game competition. That it didn't disappoint. Also had a really fun video game offsite event by Rick and Morty people. Nice, nice. nice, nice. So, yeah, there is another area downstairs, like all the way at the end, past yeah. like Artist Alley, past that large stage signing area. Uh, there's another area, and it's like quieter, but there was a lot of like card game, board game action happening down there. And I was like, oh, they're really not advertising this. But if you knew and you were looking for that, you knew where to go. Mm -hmm. uh, Sex Wedge says, I have done <laughs> what should not be done and have recently bought two Armageddon 2001 comics and one Bloodlines comic. They are bad. Thanks for the inspiration. No problem, man. I'm happy you uh, checked them out. Listen, like it, they're annuals that are written by and drawn by the creative teams from their respective like titles. So they're not connected in any significant way so i would say you know you get what you pay for but also it's uh it's a crapshoot it's a very mm. much a crapshoot you they, they vary from from issue to issue especially bloodlines you know mm. blood like hitman is a really fun one uh, or actually i think it was the demon but it introduced hitman and that was a that was very different very different from like the batman one or the other batman one or the detective comics one um you know, I like the Robin one. That's one of my favorite ones. And I think, and it uh, totally is completely different from right. all the other ones. Uh, so yeah, but, uh, but I hope you, uh, hope you, uh, enjoy or at least continue to, uh, make some decisions based on what we uh, recommend. Uh, Kev, but my, hi, my wife, uh, wanted to say thanks for the meetup on Saturday. What a fun con. We were the big bard and Mr. Miracle apologize for cutting the line. Thank you for your voice in comics. Much love. Kev, but the, uh, the if you haven't seen them, you did, uh, if you haven't already checked out New York comic cons, like photos, you will, you may see uh, the the Kevbot and uh, and company. They were in their incredible, incredible, like very much like either yeah, in their, in their like kind of comic book accurate costumes. Yeah. Uh, they I saw you guys got a photo with Tom King and Mitch Garrett. Yes. That was really cool. I hope that they both. I'm, I'm sure they loved. I'm them. sure like, they did. Oh my gosh, they were a, a perfect Mister Miracle. And Big Barda, just so, so good. Mm -hmm. No problem cutting the line. That was okay. Yeah, no, it was fun. <laughs> For the longest time of the meetup, there was no line. I was so excited. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. They looked so good. Everything was perfect. Yeah. Like, props were are excellent. Costumes were really made well. And Absolutely. I had, like, the colors. Yeah, the colors. They were so good. You, you, can, you can identify them from a mile away. So good. 
uh, Tony Connor. Hope you two had a great time in New York Comic Con. Any chance we'll see a GBU episode on characters who are aged up? I'd love to see your uh, see you at a Super Jersey Comic Con. F Pariah, live forever. Thanks very very much, Tony. Uh, I love that idea. I think it'd be great. I need a list. I think it's like John. I know they artificially aged up like Damien, like because rebirth. They were just like, oh, he had a birthday. See, there's the candles. Um, but I need like a list. Mm. I, I, but we it's never say never on that one um i've never heard of the super jersey comic-con but uh, i will definitely check it out uh not like necessarily i'll go but i will definitely find out more about it mm-hmm. uh and uh yeah f bry he's terrible uh thomas yeah. wolfenberger i got to serve matt wagner a cheesesteak at my restaurant hey. today and he told me about his collaboration with kelly jones and their new dracula book on kickstarter <laughs> thought you guys might be interested that's awesome that's a fantastic combo yeah. uh i hope matt wagner does a bunch of covers he's great uh he's been he, we've met him at least once and he was very nice i've never met kelly jones uh i would look i would like to uh, but yeah if you guys haven't already checked it out matt wagner kelly jones dracula kickstarter those are the there words you need to google in order to find it and alex sanchez was sad to see my favorite writer pkj be booted off action comics excited to see what else he has cooking and what jason aaron will bring to his arc yeah jason aaron on superman is a fantastic idea pkj will land on his feet he's a household name at this point for sure he'll be fine for sure, um, for sure. you know don't worry he'll get a chance to do more war world at some point in the future uh so yeah, let's talk about X or, uh, uh, about the DC announcement. This is yeah. the one that I was the most excited about, and it's the fact that Elseworlds is coming back. If you ever were like, you know, I feel like Sal, uh, you know, we we've had some like dealings with some incredible creators in the past. Uh, one of them is is a co-host on this show now. Um, you might think, oh, like Sal has access to privileged information. These guys must tell Sal everything. Uh, they don't because I did not know that Elseworlds is coming back, but they announced it. And I went immediately to Josh and I'm like, are you effing kidding me? I've been complaining. You could do a super cut of me complaining about there being no Elseworlds label. It's so true. From GBU to off the rack to back issues. Yeah. For 10 years, I've been complaining about there being no Elseworlds line. They're bringing back Elseworlds. Now, when they announced the titles, there are a significant amount of Batman titles and I could I could hear the cringe slash cynicism from a mile away from the gallery, from the local gentry, just being like, boo, listen, Batman rises all boats. You need the Batman stuff to offset the other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but we're getting some really cool looking stuff. You know, we're getting another Gotham by Gaslight, which is the only, the third gotham by gaslight we got the first one mm-hmm. i think about a year or two later we got the second one and then i think 20 years later we're getting a third one okay i'm excited uh gotham by gaslight the kryptonian age andy diggle leonardo fernandez i'm i'm so excited yeah it, it sounds fantastic uh batman the barbarian uh this one is a six issue series from greg smallwood i, I can't believe this he just looks like the death dealer <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know. I think that's who that is. Yeah. Yeah. From Frazetta. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Well, you be the judge, (laughs) but yeah, I, I, Greg Smallwood doing it. Greg Smallwood doing a Batman book. Greg Smallwood doing Elseworlds Batman book. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, you know, that, that's a, that's an instant pickup for me. Um, and more. And more, you and, say. And even more. Uh, no, even we're more. getting Dark Knights of Steel all, win- all winter. Okay. From uh, Jay Kristoff and uh, who's that? Tierso Kans. There you go. Um, Viking book and uh, Viking Deathstroke, basically. 
Amazing. Viking uh, Deathstroke Santa. Oh my God. Green Lantern Dark from Tate Brommel and Werther Deledra. That looks like the, the Green yes. Lantern that I, I like the yeah, look it's the, of. It's, it's the tangent Green Lantern. That's like, I, I, I know nothing about her other than I'm like, I like I like the way you look. I like your, your fit. Right? Yeah, no. Green Lantern uh, Dark. <sighs> Deledra's great. Right? I know. <laughs> Here, look at it. Yes. Look at it. Not a bat to behold. all green lantern heck yes awesome great choice i'm excited uh then we're getting batman nightfire a six issue series from clay and seth mann it's a it's a man fest uh two ends uh what happens when twin brothers seth and clay mann are turned loose in gotham city they burn it all down nightlife uh or nightfire sees these people uh unleashing and a mind expanding mystery beautifully counterbalanced with explosive action this unflinching reimagining that sees Bruce Wayne try to rectify a devastating tragedy tragedy by traveling to the past. Gee whiz, I wonder what tragedy what, what tragedy that might be. And then you're getting another DC versus Vampires. DC versus Vampires World War V, 12 issue series, Matt Rosenberg, Otto Schmidt. So it's the team from uh DC versus Vampires, but under the Elseworlds logo, and they can probably go further. Okay. So I'm excited. Like that's, and here's the thing. These sell, we're going to get more. I, uh, I you did. Say they sell. If they sell. Oh. Then, then we'll get more and I want more. And so I'm looking forward to, uh, to, to talking about them on the show, to covering them on back issues and to having you guys read them and buy them and allowing us to get more. I'm hyped. Uh, please don't make a fool out of me by having, you know, if, if my like, desire for these things in any way permeated the zeitgeist and forced these people to go reevaluate and go like we're going to bring back elseworlds don't make them regret it by not buying these damn things <laughs> um i did however uh, i talked to a number of creators uh, over the weekend as to tiffany mm-hmm. uh, i did hear a number of elseworlds pitches that are in the pipeline for this line should it continue i, I didn't hear any of those and things. i'm uh, i'm very much uh, looking for please let them have it um please you know but yeah uh, I, I i'm hyped it's, it's it's exciting so yeah uh that was kind of like one of the biggest announcements for me that i could care about when it comes to that um it's just really exciting for me mm-hmm uh, so that's wonderful. Uh, but I know everybody's here for the Marvel stuff. So let's talk about Marvel. No, we're not talking about that yet. Excuse me, because I, I, I think you failed to talk about the actual biggest thing that happened, which was that Hellblazer by Simon Spurrier and Aaron <sighs> I'm Campbell. I'm sorry. Back. Yes. Are you out of your mind? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Are you out of your mind? Do you think we're going to move on past that? Yeah. Excuse me. Excuse me. I, I lost something very dear to me in like 2020 mm-hmm. and that was the hellblazer series by Simon four Spurrier years later and aaron campbell and, and it's coming back it, yeah. in, in 2024 in, in january they're bringing them back yeah and i gotta tell you on thursday i saw aaron campbell he was there and i'm not gonna lie i'm i'm a little bit lamenting leaping that page there he had a bunch of his original mm-hmm. art and i should have just bought one of them right there and then but i was like you know what i don't have that it's kind a lot of, it's <laughs> a lot i don't have that kind of just walking around change right fine um but when I was chatting with him, I had him sign a book and then I was like, I was like, I love this series and I'm so sorry. I know it like kind of came to an end because that's what everyone had told me. Everyone, everyone on the Internet was like, no, Tiffany. Yeah, because you were, were like only going to solicit for this long. And that was the end of it. Right. And and I had heard otherwise now. Right. Yes. But then he was like, you might want to pay attention to the panel that's happening on Saturday. It might be something you're very interested in. I was like, <laughs> what? 
And I was like, I'm going to keep it together because you know what? Like, I'm not here to scoop things. No. I, I, I was happy to, to hear about that. Mm-hmm. And then on Friday, when I had an opportunity to have Cy Spurrier sign something for me, uh, he also mentioned the exact same thing. Oh, he did like, he? You may want to go to the panel on Saturday mm-hmm. and hear uh, about an announcement. You might really be excited for it. And I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Now, of course, that panel was during our meetup, so I wasn't going to be able to go to that yeah, panel. I'm sorry. So I was excited to see when it finally dropped um, that it's coming back. And and I got to tell you, the the cover for it or the the image for it is spectacular. Yeah. And uh, I, I I am so excited for the promise that it holds. Um, it, it shows an image of John. It shows an image of Swamp Thing, which is of course exceptionally fitting. It shows what looks like Dream. Yeah. What. I, I I don't even I don't whatever whatever I trust this these two of course these these these, these folks know what's up um I I you know when when it was coming to an end I um I read that letter that Spurrier wrote because yeah. like he was so angry about it about it, it coming to an end he wasn't ready to let it go and so I'm so thankful that he has an opportunity you know the time has passed so like you know I I, I don't know if it's going to be just a continuation of that or if this is something new and that's fine I'm not like super worried about like like finding out tidbits I just want to read this book when it comes out yeah like I don't want to know everything that ha- is going to happen in it I just want to get my hands on this first issue and read it without any sort of influence and just enjoy it uh mm-hmm. this is a series I, I I didn't realize how much I had missed yeah um I knew like it was like when it ended I I waited a really long time to read the last issue because I didn't want it to be over. Mm-hmm. Um and ever since then I've been chasing something to fill that void. Yeah. And it turns out I just wanted more. So I, I literally I can Well you're getting more. I cannot and it's wait. very rare in this and day and age for you to get that. It's so. going to be a limited uh number of issues. I think it's eight. Oh, so they're know. getting the Supergirl treatment. Um but I don't I whatever. Like I thought I was getting none. Yeah. So, so eight is you get eight hundred percent more book than you ever thought you were yeah. gonna get. So I, I'm I'm crazy excited for this. If you had any interest at all in this book whatsoever, go back. Please pick pre-order up. this book. Yeah. Please, please pre-order this book if you're interested in it, just to let them know. Um, this is one of those books that you, 2020 was a weird time for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and so I gotta blame anything for that. Like Listen, like people didn't, people were losing jobs. People were, you know, trapped at home. People didn't have the the funds. That's fine. If you are capable and you want to 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 throw some money at this, pre-order this book. Let them know. Yes, mm-hmm. let them know. Yeah, they made the right choice. Right. So, uh, yeah, this, yeah. Th- that was why I was like, that's it, con over. Yeah, I I have everything I want. Absolutely. No, I think <laughs> that's fantastic. I'm 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 thrilled for you. Yeah, but seriously, like, go back read the series. It's it's spectacular. Yeah. Uh, but also, we don't know all. We don't know everything. We don't. We are not told everything. When I tell you we don't know, odds are we don't. Yeah. No, for real. Um. Yeah. Uh, let's talk. Let's let's do some super chats real quick. Uh, Peach says the whole era of X Men is what got me to read X Men. Mm-hmm. See, I'm telling you. Yeah. Uh, Rydu, uh Happy Monday, Sound Tiffany. Uh, Monday. Any recommendations for a Spidey story that highlights Peter's best qualities? I need a palate cleanse in the current ASM. Uh, there's quite a few. I mean, like you know, the Ultimate Spider-Man series is just Peter like being uh pretty much the bastion of hope for a hopeless universe but uh, as far as being effective i mean there's a really uh there's a really fun one in uh soul of the hunter that was diamateus and i think mike zek came back to do the art for that one and uh it's just pete like being it, it's it's his best self and as much as he like he's visited by the ghost of a man who tormented him and he's like i hope you i hope you burn 
and then being like, all right, no, I feel bad. <laughs> uh, but, you know, all the classics. But uh, I'm trying to think of like there's there's one. It's uh, Escape from the Mad Dog. No, um, Return to the Mad Dog Ward. That one shows Peter being like a like a, a true like good person all the time. Um, and, and, and he's married in it. You know, mm. so. Uh, Lee Allen says, uh, "Hey Sal, I've gotten the vibe from back issues that the Joker isn't really your favorite Batman villain. If he isn't, who do you have? A, who do you have one or a couple? Uh, no, I like I love the Joker. The problem is I love the Joker. I think the Joker's when I was a kid watching Batman the animated series. When the Joker wasn't the villain, I was disappointed. And when he showed up, I was like, wow, we're getting a special episode. And that was part of the success. It's because." They used him sparingly mm. so that when he did show up, it was like a big effing deal. That's funny. Like I appreciated him, but I liked so many of the other villains. I so love them all. Better. Yeah, the only time I was disappointed was when it was Penguin. But like whenever anybody <laughs> else was there, I was just so dazzled by what was happening. But when it was just, and so it wasn't, I was like, I, it was more like, I hope it's Joker. And then it'd be like Two-Face. And I'm like, all right. Poison Ivy was my favorite. Of course. What a shock. But like, <laughs> she's great, you know? <laughs> I think Adrian Barbeau played her, but uh, yeah, no, she's uh, Poison Ivy is great. They're all wonderful. Even Penguin, I, the Penguin voice actor was phenomenal, and I loved his design. I loved his uh, his whole thing. But I was like, if I had to pick one, it would not be the Penguin, mm-hmm. uh, and that's probably because of the Batman in my basement episode, which is just pandering personified. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, that, that's that's my problem with the Joker is that they just they need to know when to put him away, and. Uh, there the comic book industry here we go is uh so media entertainment media is so concerned with short-term gain because of the like the fleeting nature of the entertainment industry so many people are so like aware of like they're hyper aware of like well i'm here today gone tomorrow i need to make my mark now i need to have my legacy secured or i need to get my money like either I need to make a dent. I, you know, I'm going to the Grand Canyon. How will they remember me? I'll etch my effing name into like some, you know, priceless piece of rock. Or you know what I mean? Like it's just people don't have like the 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 ability to step back and like accept that they're part of history. You know, they're, they're not making history, mm-hmm. uh, or they're contributing to history. They're not like trying to stand on the shoulders of giants. And it's just like because of that, they are like, well, then how do I get what I'm looking for or what am I looking for at all? And it's like, it's either notoriety or money. Mm-hmm. And in both cases, you're going to get crappier product, especially crappier art when you're chasing either of those two things. Mm-hmm. And the Joker is a fast track to both. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you need people with perspective and people who have, uh, who, I guess who have enough mm-hmm. or who at least have perspective to know they won't. And so they're just going to like be happy to make something beautiful. Right. That's why I don't, I don't like Joker stories because for the most part they're overdone. Um, Mr. That's Freeze fair. would be cool. I mean, you know, that was that great, uh, bad, one bad day issue. Uh, there was that great jury duty episode or issue. One of the great, one of the best uh, Tom King Batman stories. Yeah. Uh, Heartless Fang. Hey guys, love the content. As usual, speaking uh, of hobbies, do you, would you guys ever bring back comic pop draws? was tons of fun. Also my beloved comic line. Yeah, I'd love to bring back everything. Listen, I, you know, help me out. Let me be able to pay these guys six figures and then we can do everything. What <laughs> no, no. I say that, that I'm not your responsibility. No, no, no. no I'm just that saying, watch, not... watch the shows, like the video, subscribe to the channel That's and help, that helps us out. If you want to help us out even better, even more, go to patreon.com slash comp but like or share with a friend or share with a friend. There's no obligation to be here. No, I'm saying like, look, when, when we were like, when we were much younger and like everybody had more time, we can make like seven shows. I, I'm doing them. You know, it's, it's my full-time job. Mm-hmm. 
if I, if, but if it was theirs, then we'd have all kinds of shows. We could have time. We could have, we could, we could have like different channels. It would be, it would be so much different. For sure. For sure. But uh, yeah, and that's not, that's not on you. I'm just, I'm just joking. Not at all. But uh, Honorable Turtle, uh, Superman tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Is it tomorrow? I don't know what that means. Oh. Um, really quickly, uh, too, I was just thinking about um, Comic-Cons and also just what stuff we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, if you're ever at a con and you go down to Artist Alley and they have like portfolios sitting there, Ooh. go look at them. Go Even look if at you're them. not going to get anything, look at them. Because trust me, it's really cool. Yeah. When I was looking through Aaron Campbell's work. We ended up striking up a conversation about the way that he does work. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, oh my gosh. Like, it, you know, a lot of artists work digitally now. With, there's Listen whatever your media is, that's what your media is. Like, you know what I mean? That's absolutely fine. Um, but when you do find an artist who has traditionals, they can bring them with them or with, yeah. And you can take a look at them Yeah, and you get to kind of see some of their process oh, yeah. and uh, see some of it uncolored, yeah. which is really, really cool. Absolutely. No, I got that experience with Danny Earls. Uh, Danny Earls just did, uh, you, you may know him. He's an up and comer, rising star, firmest damn shake I've ever had. And uh, oh my God, he, yeah, and uh, and he and he did <laughs> awesome. the uh, the recent uh, Alien annual from uh, from Marvel, and it's a great annual. It's really fun, but like you see his inks and his and, and his and without the colors, and it's it's a different book. Like it's a it's just such a good looking book. Yeah, and no, no, uh, but sure. it might have slipped under the radar for a lot of people because the colors just weren't there. And well, uh, but he had like the art up on up on the wall behind him. Yeah, and I'm like, look at this, that's amazing. Yeah. Like and it and it comes through in the book, but it's just like. You know, not every colorist is suited to the right person. No, it, it, it's true. Um, I, I was talking to uh, Campbell about uh, some pages that I'd never seen before because mm-hmm. he did a little work for Detective. Yeah, and uh, they're just stunning. And I was like, I was like, how did how, for what he does? Because he is a he's a he calls himself a mixed media artist. Yes, right. He also like uses digital in a way, but like a lot of it's like it's pencils, it's inks. He uses bleach. He's using color washes. Yeah. He's using all these things. Like and, that's... Then, and then he'll put them in like digitally and then he'll print, print them out and then he'll do such stuff over that. Like, so it's like, there are these beautiful art pieces, right? Yeah. Um, and so he had these pieces and they had got a colorist to come in and typically he doesn't struggle with them. Like right now you'll see him paired a lot with Jordi Bellier mm-hmm. um, because that is just a, it's a perfect match. They yeah. get it. They totally get his, his work. Right. Um, but he'd gotten some, some, some pages back and for some of the panels, it really worked, but then he had these others and he's like, you see how like had these beautiful blooms and like, it gives him like this dreamlike quality. The colors had gotten rid of them yeah. like, by accident. Yeah. It was just the way that they colored it. They were just dry, like, doing it to what they had normally done for mm-hmm, all their work. Mm-hmm. And that's not their fault. That's their style. No, exactly. It's whoever paired them up. It's like, oops, that's not going to work. Yep. So they had, he had to give feedback and they, and they changed it up. But yeah. like, yeah, that like a colorist makes a, a really big difference. And yep. and they also have their own style mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. Um, so speaking of uh, announcements, uh, we got our our big thing, the next Marvel's next big thing panel. And uh, one of the biggest things was just like them showing you, you know, they, they to, uh, you know, if you were to approach this from a more superficial angle, it's like they told you what was coming from Ultimate Universe, what you knew. And they teased an event. But looking at this, we get a lot more out of it, which I'm very excited to talk about. Uh, The first of which is we're getting our Ultimate Universe book, which is, I don't know what it's supposed to be, and there's really no good explanation for it. It just says that, uh, you know, Hickman and uh, Marco, no, I'm sorry, uh, that, um, where's where's my breakdown? I had a different breakdown, I'm sorry. Marvel has like a very like, superficial 
breakdown of all of this. Whereas um, a couple of other guys like Comics Beat um, have, uh, or the Beat, I should say, Comics Beat has more. Let me take a look at this. Is it Bab Tab? Nope, that's the one I just had. Oh, sorry, um, I wasn't looking. Here we go. Got it. Nope. <laughs> well, yeah, I oh will. Well, why don't we talk a little bit about why you're still looking up stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, well, whatever. So we're getting this Ultimate Universe book. Doesn't say who it's by because this one isn't as thorough as the other article I had. But uh, I'm I'm hyped for it. Be- well, I'm I couldn't I couldn't care less about the Ultimate Universe book because it is more about Ultimate Invasion. And it reminds me more of the Ultimate Invasion book, which was not very good. But from that, we can extrapolate a lot more. Number okay. one, this is the book that's going to be about the world. This will be about the universe of the new Ultimate line. But more important, it is the first step forward that shows you the aesthetic, which I think is just fire. Um, and when I say aesthetic, I mean the printing aesthetic. Right. I'm right, assuming right. this is the first issue cover. And they are carrying over the ultimate aesthetic of having like that kind of left justified banner. But in this case, making it turn the cover image black and white, extending the whole cover into a full cover size, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but having that banner overlay, uh, making the U representing ultimate universe uh, or the ultimate line uh, integrate the like logo for the book. It's currently printed on is phenomenal. Like it, this is doing everything that I criticize cover work yeah, currently yeah, yeah, yeah. today correctly. It is everything I want to see. It is not classic. It is something new. Right. While right, also right, right. paying attention to what came before. That's, that's all I asked. Yeah. That's all I asked for. Um, I love it. You know? just something no, i want absolutely so so how many books are coming out of this uh i think we're getting like three it's ultimate universe ultimate spider-man ultimate black panther and ultimate x-men so four okay okay i don't so think i realized that ultimate universe was its own yeah it's more book. about the avengers i think or the ultimates um but yeah okay uh and then of course we get the next one which is spider-man um it's Hickman and Chichetto. Hickman and Chichetto. Yeah. Which is like funny because, you know, Marvel's breakdown of it was just there's nothing. Like they were just like, oh boy. But like I said, you know, there's always like some extra little thing you can extrapolate from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was Hickman's kind of like implication thereof where he was like, listen, uh, we're thinking more of like a Peter B. Parker situation here. What's that supposed to mean? Right, right, right. Um, now, it's funny because you took that as like his age and I took that as like his marital status. Yeah, I don't think so. No, I think it is his age. I think it's going to be like a 35, 36 year old Spider-Man. Right, right, right. Because uh, in the Ultimate Universe or in Ultimate Invasion book, uh, Peter Parker is prevented from getting bitten by the spider right, in high school. Right, 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 right. So it could be it's like, oh, what happens when Spider-Man's like 21 and he gets bit by the spider? Because like there, there's a little bit of a preview image of, of this stuff and they mm-hmm. tell you like, you know, we're going to we're going to create a spider-man right 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 okay. i'm kind of like oh okay um here we go i just wanted to talk about the creative teams for these um ultimate universe number one uh is from jonathan hickman and stefano caselli there you go that's it 
Thank you. This is the article I'm looking for. I don't know why it took me so long to find it. Um, with all the Spider-Man, that's obviously, as you, as you pointed out, Hickman and Chichetto. Yep. Um, it's funny. We, we were like, Hickman's doing the Ultimate Universe book. Hickman's doing the Spider-Man book. Okay. Um, but he says, yeah, teasing the series, he said, Ultimate Spider-Man book is a book I never thought I'd be writing. It's a bit of a Peter B. Parker situation. We speculated about that. Yeah. Um, also, just hooray, we're getting um, Chichetto on Chichetto like, a Spider-Man on book. Spider-Man is, I think it's going to be fire yeah it's just it's a match made in heaven it's something we've always wanted as you can see look at the spider-man logo integrated into the u right it's working right it would be interesting for like hickman to look at this as an opportunity because it's like when ultimate spider-man came out it was like here's a young peter parker yes and now it's like here's an old peter Parker. yeah marvel's (laughs) like so hellbent on trying to keep him from aging up in Uh a regular book that he might be like okay Mm mm-hmm Here's the old Peter Parker. Yeah, like right. It could. It, it could. Like he's like he's like he's like. No, I'm gonna do the opposite. Yeah, gonna, yeah. The funny thing is, uh, <laughs> in the in the Marvel trailer they released, his costume blends, like it changes from classic red and blue to black uh, to more like to other suits that we've seen that are from the 616 universe. I mean, one could one could say, what if they shunt 616 Peter Parker and this is the universe? What if this is the real Peter Parker? Oh, what do you mean? You know, they just go, oh, um, you know, we're just going to throw him over here and Miles will take over or Ben will take over or Ooh. whoever will take over. Right, right, It right. doesn't matter. I don't know. You know, kind of like because Miles came over to the 616 universe, like mm-hmm. stick Peter over there. Let him do that. <laughs> but uh, I don't think that I, I, I wouldn't. I dare. I dare not hope for that. Right. But, uh, but like we're, we ain't seen nothing yet. Like the, whatever we see is not exactly what we're getting, it's going to be much more different than what we thought. I do love that that that, that image. I think it's so smart to, to just show that. It's just mm-hmm. a classic Spider-Man. Yeah, like we're not, pose. yeah, it's, right? The only it, it shows Chichetto's art. Like you're un, if you're somehow unfamiliar with his, his work. Yep, um, you, you see it now and yeah. you're, you're excited. Um, the only thing that I will say that I that I need to point out is that his uh, his chest emblem is more evocative of the Romita period, the, the John Romita senior mm, period. Yeah, yeah. So that's an interesting interpretation. Certainly not the ultimate Peter Parker logo from the 2000s, and uh, and it's not the current logo at all, I, but hasn't been a, lo- a current logo for a long time. I saw this breakdown here. I don't know where this like information came from. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they pulled it from somewhere else, but yeah. like it's written as though it's written for like a press release. Yeah, let's hear it. Like after the events of Ultimate Invasion, the world needs a hero who will rise up to take on that responsibility. Prepare to be entangled in a web of mystery and excitement as the all new Ultimate Spider-Man comic redefines the wall crawler for the 21st century. Okay. I don't know what that means. That's crazy. And again, that has a very press release feel, very, but yeah. I'm not saying it is. I don't, I don't know. Well, a lot I'm of these guys this. read the line is going to write their own press release. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one. And I think the one that I've, I was surprised to see a lot of people really excited about um, not too surprised, but like yeah. people were hyped uh, is ultimate black Panther. This one's from Brian Hill with art by Stefano Caselli as well. Yeah. Uh, and that one uh, is interesting. It's number one, you know, uh bp looks great you yeah know, looks really cool great new suit um but also in the wake of the ultimate invasion Konshu and Ra, yeah gods of the sun and moon the force known together as moon knight what are seeking to expand their brutal control of the continent of africa so moon knight is a villain in this ultimate yeah. universe uh, and he's trying to take over in response the lone bulwark against them the isolated nation of wakanda will send forth its champion the black panther from the creative minds of brian hill 
uh, come a bold new take on the world of Black Panther Wakanda. Quote, I was invigorated by the opportunity because of because in addition to my immense respect for Jonathan Hickman's detailed storytelling, the idea of shepherding this bold new take on Black Panther in this event gives me a platform to do with this kind of broad epic storytelling that I've always wanted to do. Yeah. My influences rage from the history of Black Panther comics from Ryan Coogler's incredible work on the recent films to Frank Herbert's world building of Dune. This is something people won't expect in the best of ways and full credit to Marvel and editors Will Moss and Michelle Marchese for bringing this creativity, this creative possibility to me. But throwing Dune in there is like... It's like, what? It is like, what? But also, like, but I, like I cool? kind of get that. Like, they're probably going to focus on, like, the House of... Like, they did, like, a House of the Panther and the Definitely. House of, like... The, like, like of the, Ra. Or, or of Khonshu. Like, yes. There might be something there. And I'm like, that's kind of cool. I mean, Black Panther obviously has a very, like... There's a tech science side to his character, but there's also this, like, you know... Like mythological, supernatural, yeah. mystical quality to his character as well. So, Absolutely, kind of cool. Yeah, no. And finally, this is going to be the most interesting. Oh, and by the way, I love the U, uh, the integration of the Black Panther logo into the U. It looks great. The covers, the cover aesthetics, just fantastic. Yeah, it, um, it's funny. I saw a different one for this for for Ultimate X Men. Yeah, interesting. I saw one that had an X in it instead, and this is way better. Is it? You this, like this it? This is way better than Yeah, that. I mean, the it X, is an X. The X, no, it was like... No, I mean, so I'm saying, like... The, yeah, it's like, I'm just it, saying, like, both. look look at that. Oh, yeah, no. No, this is much better. Yeah. Interesting. And that one had that one on the that side. One, yeah, that I one's printed understand. wrong. Yeah. I remember yeah. hearing about that on, on, on the internet. It was the only were, one that was on the side. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, they just we, screwed up. It must have been a different version. Here's mm-hmm. the thing. If you're a graphic designer, um, you have 12 different files that all say uh, version one final and then different <laughs> iterations of final. Yeah. It's going to happen from time to time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's never the final when you think it is. No. Um, and then fine. But speaking of final, yeah. uh, this is the final, uh, rep- uh, you know, thing we're getting from Marvel here. And that's the ultimate X-Men entirely from Peach Momoko. Oh. visionary creator peach momoko reinvents mutant kind for the ultimate age uh beginning obviously as you can see from the cover with armor uh in japan when a young student named hisako ichiki uh develops armor powers she discovers she's a mutant and she's not the only one meet a new generation of mutants filled with the original and familiar x-men characters together they'll learn what it means to be a mutant in the ultimate universe as they explore their emerging powers and startling ways they connect to folklore legend and magic Yes, please. So I'm going to be switching just right on over into this world. <laughs> I know. Quote, I am very honored to be part of the new Ultimate Universe, Momoko said. I am very careful in delivering the unique X-Men mutant elements while still being true to my vision and voice. Quote, I am also very proud and surprised that I was given enough freedom from C.B. Sabolsky and Jonathan Eggman to create a brand new X-Men character, she shared. It might not be the normal portrayal of a superhero, but I'm excited to introduce everyone to a new chapter of my Momoko-verse. I love it. I love it. Listen, like I, I liked everything she had been doing, Demon Days and all of that. Yeah. Um, that was like very much this idea, but mm-hmm. you know, set in a different time period, not playing in like with anyone else's works. Yeah. Um, so I'm interested to like see her take those concepts and, and make it modern and make it fit with like, you know, maybe what what's going on with Spider Man, what's yeah. going on with Black Panther, you know? Like exactly having a larger universe to answer to as well. Mm-hmm. Um you know, she's already been able to tackle world building in terms of, you know, alternate versions of the Marvel Ex- universe as a characters whole. you know, yeah. Yeah. So then to just take her and be like, just handle the X-Men, 
I think she's got this. I think for a lot of folk, it may not be what they're looking for, no. but like, hear me out, give it a chance. Yes. I know it's a very different style than what you might be used to for X-Men books. Um, but she does all of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's all of her work. It's all of her words. Um, and she is a really great storyteller. It just might be something a little bit different. And I, I say, at least give it a try. I, I'm, I'm all in on yeah. it. it. This is right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Um, but but I fully expect Ultimate Universe and Ultimate Spider-Man will be basically like yeah. two complementary series. We're going to see like the world of the, we're going to see the kind of like espionage and, uh, you know, Illuminati nonsense that Hickman loves in Ultimate Universe. We're going to see how that affects people in Spider-Man. Mm. These are all speculation, by the way. Sure, sure. Um, and then we're going to see how that affects like the unit. We're going to see like kind of like this insane Brian Hill-esque, uh, you know, Frank Herbert inspired universal expansion with black panther right right and then momoko's just doing whatever she wants and i think that's such a smart move but uh because i don't think hickman i think hickman is deliberately staying away from mutants yeah i think he's also like if i'm going to have to do something that involves the word x-men in it i want it to be so not what i was doing yes from such a different voice Mm -hmm. and tone yeah that like you, no one can accuse anyone of like him trying to make his story from Krakoa happen here. This right. is what Peach will want to tell. This would be her story. Yes. Um, I'm hoping to see maybe a little crossover between her world and the Black Panther world, since they seem to be leaning into mm-hmm. to the gods a little bit more. If she's leaning a little bit more into, magic. into folklore and mysticism, I'm like, there could be something there. I agree. No, sure. I think you're right. Um, but I listen, I love her style. And I completely, though, understand people being like, what is this? Yeah. I'm telling you, give it a shot. It, it, it's She does these gorgeous splash pages. You're going to be like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> We're also getting Infinity Pause, the crossover of the century from uh, <laughs> Jason Liu and Nao Fuji. It is a new event series coming in the spring and it involves um, it involves Goose and Jeff and the Loki alligator and, and it's just like okay yeah whatever like, yeah, I, I believe it'll be over on uh, Infin- Is that Hawkeye's dog? Yeah it looks like it's Pizza Dog so we're getting a, it, it's an Infinity comic so that's wonderful like what a great idea it'll be over on Marvel Unlimited so if you like um, if you have an account on Marvel Unlimited this is probably where you're going to get it Infinity Pause <laughs> finally <laughs> okay yeah right listen we've been we've seen pet avengers we've, we, we've seen it all sure. uh gods is getting an ongoing series from jonathan nickman and valera skeety hell yes uh yeah makes sense to me hell a, yes yep. we are getting a new limited series from chip zadarsky <gasps> called avengers twilight in the in a gleaming world of prosperity, Captain America is no more, but Steve Rogers still exists, uh, floating the through future? the America where freedom is an illusion. In the Avengers, are strangers and his friends are long dead. But is the dream? How do you assemble Avengers in a world that doesn't want them? Plus, a behind the scenes look at the making of this issue. Oh man, uh, this looks like just from the cover. It yeah. looks like it's like blade runner ghosts in the shell meets captain america yeah it's marvel's ghost in the shell i I guess it's kind of like you know like almost like an old man steve rogers but and not a desert wasteland no that's that's great cyberpunk in future uh in a world where uh dc is bringing back elseworlds this is like duh you have chip sadarsky on retainer like you're gonna and he's teamed up with daniel acuna whose art is just spectacular Freaking this cover yeah i'm very excited this is this is the kind of like surprise innovation that i'm like yeah i'm like wow marvel i would not have seen this coming 
from you. Yeah. So love it. Yeah. I, I knew love nothing that about idea, it. Cause like Steve is very much like probably like, no, yeah, I'm not doing this. Yeah. This world sucks. I don't want to do any of this, but Avengers twilight. I'm really looking forward to it. Wow. And to round things out for them, uh, we're also getting a big old event called Blood Hunt. Okay, I'll read it. From Jed McKay. Yep, I'm going to read it. With Pepe Laraz. Yeah, I mean, you already had me reading it. Right. I don't but, know why you kept going. Right, but I, I must because I like... You know, How is this not coming out right now for well, October? How I, is this not the Halloween thing? Yeah, I know it's spring 2024. Fine, whatever. Vampires. Tagline, who will bite it? I don't care. I want this. Look at this. This is this is literally made. They made this for me. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. Yeah. This is clearly made for me. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> Doctor Strange, Blade, vampires, vampires, Miles, everything. Like, look at that. I'm excited for it. Thor. It's the Avengers. It's everybody. But who will bite it? Vampires are finally invading the Marvel universe, or at least trying to take over. They're, do- they're making their play. Well, listen. That that's they've actually been working towards this. I know. This isn't just like a this random isn't out of nowhere. Like, nowhere thing. Like, no, he's yo. been he's been setting it up since the freaking Moon Knight. Right? I know. And like, on, here's what's so funny about that. For everyone else, this is going to be like, what? What? Why is this happening? They're yeah, like, it's like go cares? read Moon Knight. Shut go back. Up. Read just, all the trades. Enjoy it. Vampires. Bleh. Vampires. Vampires versus Marvel. But uh, we don't have to say that. Blood Hunt. Great, you know, yes. stupid, great name. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I believe that's Lanil Yu. But uh, Pepe Laraz doing the interior. Give it to me so now. I am so in. That sounds so great. So Man, great. 2024 is going to be awesome. I'm yeah. really excited. Marvel and DC are doing some really exciting things. <laughs> and they're... I'm going to start off January with Hellblazer. Yep. And I'm going to roll right into the spring. Yep, with, with Marvel. Freaking Blood Hunt. Blood Hunt. I didn't even know. Ultimate Marvel, Blood Hunt, Elseworlds, Hellblazer. These are the these are the highlights. Um we didn't see any of these announcements we used we were busy like, we were busy all over the con you're seeing my actual reaction to all of these exactly. things, except for hellblazer that one i knew because yeah. i had insider information <laughs> uh super sandwich says uh, should i bother getting the classic x-men omnibus or is it not worth it for the supplemental material if i already have the robust x-men collection yeah i mean i would look it up i would see what the what the supplemental material is but for the most part you're probably okay uh ant ducar uh, is helping Wait, us out no there was a there was a there was a, a chat that was associated with that. Oh, it, was there? Oh, oh Antuhar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It said something like, "It was fun to see you guys." And I, and I. Oh, thank you, I Ant. I'd like to find that, but my chat reloaded. Mm. I had it. I had it, and then it went away. It was right after that. Uh, it was right before that super chat. Oh, great. Well, so if you can find that, then we're gonna wait. Hang on. Nope. Mm-hmm. Little, wait. Hang on. Let me have this. Give, give me this. Let me drive. I'm driving now. Okay. I'm in charge of this. We're, we're we're past all that though. Oh, oh, I, I didn't realize they had. Uh, there it is. It was fun to see you guys again, even though I didn't get to see Ben and Ethan. It was nice seeing uh, you, uh, Silent Tiffany. Thank you. I was, yes. I was like, no, I think that was supposed to be attached to that. So I wanted, yeah. to, I wanted to fix that. But exactly. Yeah, I can just do this. Right. And then I can go here. Yeah. 10 out of 10, I did it. Right. Hey, and speaking of uh, folks who saw it at, uh, at, at New York Comic Con, we also bumped into comic tropes, or at least I did. You you did as well. I did, but like in that, like I was like, I just got in there. Yeah, no. Like, Do you want your stuff? Right. Yeah. Chris <laughs> I'm and so I, late. Chris and I. Uh, well, Chris went to the Energon panel, and then I bombed in at the end of the panel, and then we walked the floor a little bit, walked yeah. the, walked through Artist Alley, said hi to some people. It was great. It was just a fantastic time. Um, Ethan Cliviter says, uh, "Hey, Sal and Tiff, wanted to throw you guys a thank you. Well, well thank, thank you, you very much uh, for all this uh, spectacular content. What book would you give to someone to help them understand you better? Hickman's FF for me. Oh man, I killed you." Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, huh. maybe Spider-Man Blue or that's a nice one. Yeah, 
Uh, Girk Pectus, uh, Dead Meat, popular horror YouTube channel, finally did an episode on a comic, Freddy versus Jason versus Ash. Did really well. Hope it gets more people into comics. That'd be nice. That'd be yeah, cool. I, I like I like when those guys, uh, when folk like that, dip their toe in our world and uh, and, and and shine a light on it. I mean, God knows the movies aren't helping anymore, so mm. might as well come from YouTube. Cat Lair with a friend for treats. I'm bringing a bunch of horror comics, but I was curious what different type of horror stories does everyone at Comic Pop enjoy, or if they do so at all. Um, I know that uh, Ben's kind of horror is more like like vamp. He was a big fan of like Dracula 2000. Like I think he likes when vampires are cool. The Lost Boys. He likes the Lost Boys. So it's like I think he likes a lot of like 80s horror stuff. Too. Yeah, but even then, like it's not like he he was not a he was not a slasher guy. No, I you know he was not true. a uh, he was not a, like an 80s horror person. It was more like yeah, I guess you're right. if it is approachable, if it is quirky, like uh, you know Nightmare on Elm Street or he Nightmare likes, before. He also likes before it with Christmas. a bit of humor. Yes, if there's humor, or like, like modern vampires. Or or um, we watched what, what did what did we watch recently? <sighs> yeah, uh, Black Friday. Yeah, we watched that. Like he liked like, that it, to some degree. Yeah, but like you know, he liked he, it more than I did. Well, yeah, but like he likes something with a little bit more humor. I yes. don't know what Ethan likes for horror. Yeah, I, I don't know what he. I, I as I understand it, if I know Ethan well enough, and I've known him for almost twenty years now, I can say that he doesn't like to be made to feel uncomfortable. Uh, and I know that like that's funny to say because no one does, but like. Ethan will 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 go out of his way to avoid like fremschaden and feel like oh no I'm embarrassed or horrified for someone else like I think I, I think that that like it needs to be like I know that he really enjoyed Blade Runner two so my guess is he likes this kind of like idea of dystopia I think that he would enjoy something like a dystopian horror okay you know, but, so the horror is more about like the horror of the the, the human condition right uh, couched in something dope what about you. I don't like horror at all. What? But like, I do like cool things. Sure. You know, like the thing is yeah. my favorite horror movie yeah, because yeah, people yeah. see be, because it's basically just a Terminator Two or a Predator, but like people call it a horror movie. So right, 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 right. Um, I like. Um, I'm not. Here, here's. It's probably easier for me to tell you the things I'm less of a fan of. Yeah. Um, I'm less of a fan of like. Um, jump scares. Yeah, well, cheap yeah, horror. Cheap horror, because like here's the thing: an occasional jump scare, I get it. Like it's something fun. You're like, ha 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 ha. Yeah. But I always feel like anyone can do that. Anyone yeah. can startle you. Anyone, you can start. Does not take skill yeah. to sneak up on anyone. Right, and so and when it is done well, it's done well, right? But like yeah. anyone can startle you, right? Um, I'm not a big fan of you know just uh, in, intense like gory violence just as the only thing no i i really don't like gore right. I, i'm not like i like I, it when it's funny or stupid I don't mind like some gore. paul weirhoven gore i'll take it every yeah. time i don't mind some gore to some degree but like eli roth can like piss up a rope <laughs> i was thinking more like you know like hostile that kind of thing yeah, i'm just like that's eli roth. oh is it okay <laughs> you know i don't know directly no i'm just saying like it's funny we're both on the same page right 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 um but um like yeah like i'm not i'm not a fan of of that necessarily um i do like something to be there like an existential dread i yes. like there to be um uh, almost like an unescapable situation yeah, you like eldrick i do like that for sure um i do like things that are uncomfortable um i i like things that like feel like they're inescapable yeah i, I like things that are uh isolating mm -hmm. uh, i like things that make you question your sanity mm -hmm. i like things that will haunt you yeah. later on i like to like something that will you know, later on, make you like wonder about mm -hmm. something yeah. that just that stays with you, uh, something that doesn't have an answer. Yeah. You like the descent. Yeah. Oh, I do like the descent quite a bit. Um, I like escapable horror. Nah. Like, I, I, you know, 
yeah, that's my kind of horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, there, there's a lot of things like that, like you know, psychological horror for sure. Like I, I do like oh, that. Oh yeah, Silence the Lambs so uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, like I, I, but I also like things that are like, you know, supernatural. Like you know, like you know, I, I do like you know to some degree the the Ring. I like the Grudge. Yeah. I like stuff like that too. Or I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, like something completely, completely different. And um, yeah, Sleepwalkers. Yeah. You're a big fan. Of no, I'm not a big fan of Sleepwalkers at all. No. Uh, RK, what are your thoughts on the creative moving on the creatives moving from DC to the new label Ghost Detectives, uh, Ghost Machine? Uh, he corrected himself. Earlier. Yeah, he does. He does. Uh, will there be still be Jeff Johns finger guns? Incidentally, I met him and I didn't do it. I was so disappointed. I was standing there. I was waiting for it. I was like, why? Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. Why? What? What happened? Yeah. No. I. Uh, to be fair, was there like was like a, a glow stick involved. It was a whole thing, and then it was a row of people, and it was all it was a row of talent, like the likes of which i've never seen in one room until later that day but um it was it, you know and that was the first time we'd ever met and uh, i didn't introduce myself he was just like like hi good luck that kind of thing yeah um but yeah i, I don't i don't think they have to worry about that um stupid sandwich oh ben riley in the ultimate universe with a clean slate i'd be okay with that it'd be funny if it was just him um rk uh apologize don't worry about it it's no totally problem. fine infamous jedi i think the egyptian mythology bast and Khonshu are brother and sister so that adds another layer to yeah. the ultimate black panther book it does indeed and uh, as i understand it i think ultimate universe or ultimate yeah ultimate universe number one is the one shot and then i think there's going to be a continuation with like the team like with the avengers team Excellent. or Excellent. about them okay. uh Pectus, i personally hate these generic ultimate covers that just have the characters posing so you can stick it on any issue waste of talented artists i don't think it's a waste i think it's a way of getting people's attention i mean like yeah honestly well, there's no question i don't know if you've ever seen the ultimate spider-man covers but like they're all just badly drawing spider-man in various poses right mm-hmm. like the, for the the first 25 no the first 100 issues or so it's all just divorced from like continuity moments of spider-man with very rare exceptions like here's the goblin or here's the here's his mask you know and it's like his unmasking issue huh but for the most part it's just him being spider-man like sticking to a wall or you know. yeah, so it's almost like a nod to that yeah universe for sure exactly but um yeah i i think it would be weird to like be like okay so marco um all your covers is going to be various spider-man's doing poses again I don't think we're going to see that. Mm-mm. I but I but I I'm I'm excited for the aesthetic to be this. Like for the theme to be banner full image when it crosses over the banner like border it turns black and white. Yeah, it's cool. All that stuff. That's fun. Uh Valiant Shadow Production, so excited for Ultimate Spider-Man. I just want to be happy with a Spider-Man book again. It could be anything, but we'll see. Hopefully there's no Ultimate Paul. <laughs> What if Paul is from that universe? Okay. We said Paul was from, uh, is a divorced, you know, right, he's from another reality. Uh, how's Miles Spider Cat not part of the Infinity Pause? Maybe it's a cameo. We'll see. Ooh. And uh, Comic Tropes, did you get any new wall art at New York Comic Con? Excellent question, uh, Chris. Uh, I will say we got a Ghost Machine poster. <laughs> I got one piece from an artist I follow on Instagram. You did, yeah. um, and then I, I, I am legitimately feeling a little bit of regret. Yeah, for from, that page. For that leaving that one that I asked you if you. I know. No, trust me. And I think we made the right choice. But now that I'm here and I'm home and I don't have it, I'm like, oh, I probably should have just bought that page. Yeah, we talked to he and I a couple times about it. And he, uh, you know, he was like, it's still here. I can buy, put it aside for you if you want. And I was like, I know. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 it's not even like, cause we were talking about like, Hey, he and I talked about it. John's not even on the page. I no. don't like the page that much. I know. I know. Just, yeah. I don't know. No, I've never owned a piece of comic book art. We have two of them over there. No, You own those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I've never been like, I like, I picked one out. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's fair. That was me like going through things and I was like, wow, I love this issue. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there you have it, folks. Let's talk about some comic books that are coming out this week that we think you should check out. Yes, there's a lot of fun things. I, I, I went back this week and the good things came out this past week. Yes. But not as much. I appreciate that. It's like they were like, hey, it's in your Comic-Con. Get it. Totally yeah. get it. Like, we're not going to be there, but we know you're you're going to be there. Yeah. Uh, Nightwing 107 is coming out. Uh, Batman Superman World's Finest 20. We're going to see the return of the uh, of the Kingdom Come universe again. Uh, that's really exciting. Uh, Superman 7, I'm excited for. Um, sorry. I know. <laughs> I, I just can't get over it saying stay for Nightwing's pirate booty. Yeah. Come for the seeds of <laughs> come for the seeds of immaculate beauty, stay for Nightwing's pirate booty. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We found out that uh, Tom Taylor was in the circus. Yeah, we did. In the Australian circus, and that is why well, not why. No, that's like, not why. I guess that, that was For me, why. I was like, oh, yeah. That was my guess. That's why you connect with that guy so like, much. I'm sorry. Here you go. Here's what other things that are coming out. Um, so, yeah, I'm also recommending that World's Finest book. You got to check it out. Number 20. Uh, Superman 7 from Williamson and uh, and, and company. That's going to be fr- uh, fantastic. Nice. I'm caught up on Titan, so maybe I'll read that. We'll see. It's not uh, it's not a must-buy for me anymore, awesome. but, uh, but I will check it out maybe um godzilla versus king kong versus justice league justice league versus king kong versus whatever is coming out hooray what you wanted that one i was gonna recommend yeah like you're gonna recommend that that's clear i'm clearly the kaiju person here and i could put it in my tabs oh i didn't see that it's fine uh sensational seat shield number one from rainbow roll uh that was and uh this time but with art by andres uh geno uh genolet genolet uh, this is a uh, ongoing for She-Hulk. Uh, I uh, really enjoyed the mini that she was part of, and uh, yeah, and awesome. so I'm I'm down. Okay, the cover is less impressive than the last one. Though. Yeah, the yeah. La- the last series had great covers. This one has uh, not. Okay. Um, let's see what we got here. Uh, nope. Yeah, I'm just clicking on things that I'm going to that you're going to check out. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kill Your Darlings number two is coming out from uh, my friends over at uh, Image, uh, Ethan and Griffin. Uh, if you haven't already uh, seen this series, check out the first issue. It's uh, you know, it's a fun book, and it's a uh, entirely creator owned, entirely original. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, second issue drops soon. Alternates number two. Speaking of which, uh, the alternates is a uh, is almost i think if not better than public uh enemies uh this was a great series from uh jordan bloom and Patton oswalt and uh tim seeley uh it is definitely worth checking out if you haven't already checked out the first issue i highly recommend that you do so all right awesome and uh that's enough that's all you got i mean that's i'm just kidding <laughs> there's, there's a lot coming out next week yeah um okay so Justice League versus Godzilla versus King Kong is, oh, cool. is coming out. It's number one. Uh, it's going to be written by Brian Bucoletta with art by uh, Christian Deuce. 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 Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. really hoping all of these covers will connect. Oh, that'd be fun. I don't know if they will. Yeah. Uh, but why, why not? Why shouldn't Godzilla have to fight the Justice League? Yeah. Or King Kong. Or King Kong. Or everybody. Or who knows? Hopefully they'll all be, be, become friends. I'm just know. excited that we're doing crossovers. Like Friggin' yes! Just like, yeah, buy it so that we get more. Tell yes. them we want more. Yes. Yes. Ghost Rider number 19, written by Ben Percy. 
uh, with our by Brent Peoples this time around. Ah. Be checking this out, starting kind of a new arc for them. Arc sort of uh-huh. uh, dealing with the cult of Mephisto. Uh, ben first, he has a crazy voice. Yes, he does. Really we met him and he was great. He's got, it's a really cool voice. Very cool. Yes, he does. Maybe you'll find out soon. Uh, Moon Knight number 28 coming out. Jed McKay, Federico Sabatini on art here instead mm. of uh, Capuccio, who was at New York Comic Con. Yep. Uh, which we didn't I, talk to either of them. I didn't talk to either of them, and I feel like an idiot now. Uh, I don't know what this is, but there's spine-tingling Spider-Man. Yes, I heard about this dropping, but I uh, I don't know anything really He's about it. He's getting taken on the most frightening ride of his life. Oh, no. So, yeah. Saladin Ahmed writing this one for Rara yeah. on art. So. Cool. You know, it's it's the scariest Marvel book ever. It says it on the cover. Yeah, I uh, I question that. It's, it's, it, it says it. So, like, you know, I mean. You, yeah, they like, covers never lie. See? It says it, it's right here. It's right right there. Mm-hmm. You can see it, everyone. You see it for yourself. Exactly. Um, Crypt of Shadows, number one, is coming out. Al Ewing, uh, Kevin Scott, Declan Shalvey, Sarah Gailey. Steve Orlando writing this. This is going to be, um, I guess, a bunch Whoa. of like little stories in here. Oh, like it's a only, DC, like the but DC it's only one. thirty-six pages, so it's much shorter. Yeah. Um, but just in time for Halloween, uh, you know, bunch of you know, looks like Hulk, uh, Scarlet Witch, Daredevil, Deadpool. We got like a little spotlight here from uh, Man, Man Thing, Thing, and maybe, maybe uh, Werewolf by Night, or just a werewolf. It's, it's or just kind of- a or Cap Wolf. Or yeah, it could be anything. It's, it's you know, it's a werewolf. I don't know. Yeah, it could you don't be know. anybody. Um, so yeah, like just a lot of creative, um, you know, folks working on this one. Uh, but just in time again for like Halloween. So mm-hmm. I'm always looking for that kind of thing. I want to give a shout out. I, I had a chance to read this ahead of time. Um, from Boom Studios, Beneath the Trees, where nobody sees number one. Uh, written by Patrick Horvath, with art by uh, Hazan. Otsmain Elahu. I apologize. Um, this is, uh, it's got like a little a bit of humor to it. Um, don't let the like pastel colors of this cover uh, give you pause. Uh, it is definitely a, um, a, a mature mature book. Uh, it is being pegged as Dexter meets Richard Scary, and it definitely is that. Um, you know, it, it's, it's animal, like, on animal violence yeah well it's like you know it's like cartoon animal. scary yeah. like you know or like little bear or franklin <laughs> or whatever you grew up with yeah um it's like that it's those type of of you know anthropomorphic animals mm-hmm. uh, who have jobs and cars and houses and stuff like that and right. there's a serial killer among them oh no um so it's it's interesting yeah you know, if, if that's the kind of horror you're up like that's up your alley go for it like there's definitely a bit of humor to this mm-hmm. um and it, it's which is um, the cute singy song title yeah and there's something juxtaposed more, against there's something more to it because it's like there is a serial killer and then there's something else happening too, yeah right like so check that out like i said like don't let the 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 pleasant looking cover i mean there is a a, a bear dragging a bag covered in blood so but if you're looking at it just like quickly it just looks like oh it's like, it's like maybe, a story maybe it's jam right <laughs> just jam right yeah exactly um people who might have been reading coda when it uh first came out uh there's another uh series uh siceberger mateo bagara on oh. on this uh so you know, issue two is dropping, so just wanted to give you a heads up. And also, if you've been following me, you know I've been really enjoying Dark Space's good deeds um, from Boom as well. Yes. Uh, that is uh, Che Grayson on that uh, with art by Kelsey Ramsey. It's IDW. Uh, IDW. Sorry. I said Boom. I also said Boom for the other one. They're both IDW. Yeah. Sorry. But that's kind of cool, actually, because it's like it, 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 it makes you think. 
oh, those are kind of those look like boom titles, but actually IDW is making yeah, some so very beneath interesting the trees moves. Where nobody sees IDW, Good Spaces, Dark Deeds, IDW, Coda is boom. I was, yes, I was staring that's at right. That one. And that, that they, were, um, they broke it up. So yeah, yeah, there we go. So you got two of those. Go check them out. A lot of spooky, great stuff coming out. I appreciate that they're not just dropping right at the end of the month. Although this actually is the last like Wednesday, I think next week or this week. No, it's next week. Yeah, next week. Um, before Halloween. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, and Girk Pectus says, uh, do you like realistic future horror Black Mirror? That scares me the most because I think no matter how scary the world is, now it can get worse with tech. Uh, I don't watch that show because I live it every day and I would rather not. Some of those like I hit think hit better than others. Yeah, but that's typically how it goes with anthology horror. But I think it's also a good example of why horror is so principal or principal uh, so personal yes. just in general. Like, like I said, like anyone can startle you, and then like, anyone can be startled. Like you know, if something happens that is unexpected behind you that you don't know is going to happen, your mm-hmm. your body's going to have a reaction right to it. Um, but true horror for me is is on like the most personal level, and and um. Yeah. It doesn't hit for everybody. No. We are all wired differently. It's true. I, I, I look at um, the Black Mirror as kind of like a just a, a, a room full of writers high-fiving each other on how clever they can be. Like, how about this dude, right? He gets up in the morning. He puts on his business suit. He gets his, like, business card. He gets his his his, 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 his day pass or whatever. He goes to this building. It's a very drab-looking office complex. He goes into the elevator. You know, he's just like, hey, Miriam. And they have, like, coffee. And then he gets the the elevator takes him down to the basement and there's just a boulder and he's got to push the boulder up a dirty hill for for nine hours and then quite... at the end of the nine hours the the, the boulder goes I, back to the bottom of the thing like i disagree I high five we're so clever i don't think it's that at all i think it's more um it is a critique on the human condition yeah and um, so is the human condition well, at this point yeah um, like every time i go on twitter i'm like that's just black mirror this is all black mirror well again like it, it's a personal thing i think it just it it really um it, it really hits people differently yes and like, it does you know, people you, are well i mean based on people's reaction to right, it like, right. you've got to watch it because it's like it resonates and I'm like i get it right, i get it, it. good for you it's something where they're like you know what i'm not like they're like either insulated from the outside world or maybe they find it cathartic oh totally um, no it is it, it's certainly there is there is a it is doing a service yeah for sure it's providing a service because it does like you know if one were to look at the current stasis of like technology, humanity, mm-hmm. the American society, blah, blah, blah. You know, one could, you know, point it out and say like, this is, this is, meh. you know, or this, this is, this is just dystopian. Yeah, People saying like, that's really, that's really yeah. cynical of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, but if I, but if I put a, if I put a lens over it, that makes it like, uh, but they're not spending, uh, you know, dollars, they're spending Flark bucks. And it's like, oh, now it's fun. Like now, now that's a criticism of, right, of right, American right. society. You're not, you're not, cynic, you're not cynical. You're right. a connoisseur. Sure, sure. Apparently, it's one writer. I know. I, I Chris mentioned that oh, it's, yeah, uh, yeah. that's great. But you know, it, it doesn't change what you're talking. No, about, I feel so. like I mean, you know, well, good. He's high fiving himself. Then that's, <laughs> that's even, even better. It's even more self indulgent in, in the mirror. Yes. In the black. Ah, oh, his yeah, his 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 dark uh, reflection. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I, I totally get that. Like, but that's why, like. When it comes to horror, I don't fault anybody for not liking something Mm -hmm. or liking something because, like I said, it is personal. Yeah. You know, like if you don't like Mike Flanagan, well, listen. Yeah. Well, then you can, you and Tiffany can't be friends. But, like, (laughs) but I I don't blame you. That's all right. Yeah. 
But you like something else. That's okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad uh, that you do. Arduit says, sorry, listening behind. Is Zdarsky writing for both Marvel and DC at the same time? Is that common? Yes, he is. No, it is not. Uh, and it should be. It, it should be common, I think. Uh, and uh, But no. Uh, no, it's not common. Normally, this you know, in this day and age, like we, one of the things we noticed tying it all back to, Con, to New York Comic Con, you know, like a lot of the like the larger name creators will sign with like a like representative group, like Comic Sketch Art or Essential Sequential, mm-hmm. or and we saw that where there were like at least two new ones or two ones that I had never seen before, mm-hmm. and it's just it's sweeping the con floor, like or the artist alley floor, like mm-hmm. you're seeing, you know, fewer and fewer individual booths and more booths that have like similar theming because they're all being represented by different groups and um i find that uh that is providing a service for them i don't know where i was going with that i don't know where you're going with this either but uh you're talking about chips that are i know working, working for marvel and dc but man, it doesn't matter the point is like he's uh he i i'm i'm, I'm glad of it Oh, it normalizes it, you know, and it and it gives them a chance to uh, to like even the playing field. I think it's nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad he's doing it. I hope it, I hope it encourages people to do that because, like, you right. know, well, oh, I'm... oh, oh, they're they're all gobbling up these different people, right? Right, right, right. And so, like, uh, it, similarly, Marvel and DC are like locking these 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 coveted creators into exclusive contracts. Mm-hmm. That's where I was making the parallel, uh, and um, and I think that exclusive contracts are uh, not necessarily inherently bad, but mm-hmm. I think that like it, it you know, it it's you're you're doing it in reaction to your competitors like i i don't believe that marvel and dc offer exclusive contracts because they want to take care of their creators i think they're doing it so they can keep the other side from locking them in and prevent them from using them for negotiation purposes Mm. and i'm like i mean if the nature of the business is like business and making money then like you need to give your potential employees all the tools at their disposal and locking them into exclusive contracts i think uh you know robs them of an essential bargaining tool Mm. um but uh i mean unless the the exclusive contract is uh is you know it has a reasonable time frame which often they do usually Mm. it's like three years or so um but also uh that it that it uh allows for negotiation Mm -hmm. You know, but anyway. But to uh, answer a question that was in the chat, yes, Chip was in fact at New York Comic Con. He was. We met him a couple times. I saw. I ran into him at least three times. Yes. He was uh, magnanimous and uh, lovely as always. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, and it's 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 a nice little uh, wrap up. I said it on Twitter, but of course, like you know, it's dying. So who cares? But uh, I I think that but all but one. But like there was statistically all the interactions we had. Yeah were overwhelmingly positive oh, absolutely. it wasn't just like oh it was like oh hello nod every single interaction we had uh was delightful yeah. and positive and yeah. everyone was on not just their best behavior but in their best spirits oh for sure yeah this is like the people were in good spirits for they this were in good con, spirits uh for certain uh from you know just seeing friends to you know meeting creators to seeing members of the community that was the highlight yeah 
No, it was everybody. Uh, who, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, and they were like open, you know, and 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 forthcoming and interested and excited. Yeah. You know, like Ghost Machine. You know, one could say, "Oh, you're just doing the the the, the Wildstorm method or something." Sure, that's one way to look at it. But like these creators are excited and they're and they're they're positive and they're putting something out there. And look, they're creating. Good for them. Like that's all good. Yep. Like you know, superficially speaking, that's wonderful. And yeah. uh, you know, there's a they, they, you know, DC is bringing back old labels. Marvel is innovating with uh, old labels um <laughs> you know there's everyone's creating and the, the creators themselves it's it, it's you know obviously we're making more comics than ever before and i think that like it's never been a better time to be a creator today and than than today and uh and you know so everyone's like just just feeling it and, yeah. and conventions are meant to be expressions of your enthusiasm for the for the Absolutely. art form and and to work with with colleagues and i saw a lot of like uh glad handing and 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 back patting and and uh, collaboration between creators i'd never seen you know I, I that i don't think i'll ever see create a book together but yeah. i see them in the same room together and they're all like talking about the same stuff and they all they you know they they worry about the same crap that we do and it's yeah. just really it's really cute and cool like i was no, i was is. very happy to add it and and one of the reasons you know like we don't go to we don't go to panels i didn't see that yeah. but like i went to that energon universe panel and that was really like positive as well yeah. and people were just really happy to be there even the bad idea panel which i moderated and i went to you did you went to it <laughs> and more people went to it than i could have expected but uh i was happy to it see was it. it was late it was late 8:45 who puts a, who makes a panel Saturday night at 845. But um, I, uh, I got to moderate a panel and it was really nice. Uh, that was really fun. And uh, but even then, like people were there, like half the audience knew what it was. The other half didn't. But by the end of it, everyone was happy to have gone. Yeah, no, for so sure. That was really nice. Oh, like you said, like everyone's in good spirits. And honestly, like thank you to every single person who came up to either oh, of yes. us or any of us to say hello. Mm -hmm. uh, it's incredibly humbling and it's just so nice to put a face yes to like like either a commenter or just a, even just you know knowing that you watch like we know you're in the chat right now but we're just talking to like a little a little like rectangle up yeah, here like right. we're talking to each other into a rectangle so it's really really amazing to meet members of the community and say hello to them and just chat and just talk about whatever you know talk about something you're excited about talking about a new book talking about uh, a really great coat that someone had that ethan put on for a second yeah great. i need to send <laughs> pictures actually to ethan because like he looked he, he looked he looked good yeah that was a good coat that was a good coat good coat but seriously thank you to all of you you make the con so special it is us. it is so like such a humbling and uh wonderful experience to walk the floor and bump into any one of you yeah and uh, and know that uh selfies are always open like don't ever feel like uh you know like you're like you're imposing happy to do it no always happy to do just, that like thank you for just, but just so much, yeah thank you for like, watching so and thank nice. you for letting us know that you're watching it means it, it's so wonderful to see that yeah and, and if to, you ever see my face like <laughs> It's literally because I'm like, you can't be talking to me. You're talking to somebody else. Exactly. But exactly. still, thank you for being so kind. Yes. Uh, thank you to our super chatters for sponsoring today's show. Thank you yes. to our chatters for being here and populating the chat and being cordial and kind and mm -hmm. respectful of each other. And of course, for uh, keeping the show going. And thank you to everybody who's watching the show. We do appreciate it. If you want to help us out, like the video, subscribe to our channel, check out Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic pop and follow us on all the socials and whatnot. And uh, we'll see you guys next week with an all new episode of Off the Rack. But otherwise, there's so much more to come. Uh, check out, if you want to see a little bit of what New York Comic Con was like, uh, over on uh, Comic Pop Prime, we dropped a short that showed you Thursday. Maybe we'll do make more. It didn't do very well. Uh, not that it matters. Shorts, who cares? But um, maybe we'll make more. We'll see. Okay. But uh, we have two interviews that are coming out from New York Comic Con. We have, uh, and we have special guests 
thanks to New York Comic Con that are coming to yeah. the show and more in the future. So hang in there and we'll see you guys next week with the whole new episode. I'm Sal. I'm Tiffany. Hello, everybody. Thanks a lot for watching. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Stay tuned for Chris. Bye, everybody.